You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. What is the deal, Panther fans? It's the C3 Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast. And tonight's show is the Carolina Panthers are interested in trading for Kirk Cousins. And Deshaun Watson touches everything, but he is not feeling the Carolina Panthers. We got a lot to talk about tonight from, um, I guess, kind of news about the Carolina Panthers showing interest in Kirk Cousins, as well as potentially Cam Newton wanting to be a Philadelphia Eagle. And uh, Deshaun Watson wants to put his body on everything, but a Carolina Panthers uniform currently <laughs> done. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. I'm here, and I'd like to wish a happy birthday to my co-host, my wheel man, Cody Lashney. Thank you so much, brother. And listen to everyone online uh, on Twitter and Facebook uh, who have wished me a happy birthday and sent me kind messages. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all, man. Having this C3 family be a part of my life has um, it's been quite the journey, man. But I have so many new friends and, and people that I consider to be genuine friends of mine. I absolutely love each and every one of you. I thank Tony Dunn for even letting me be a part of this podcast to begin with. Hanging out with Greg and CK, man, I look forward to this all the time. But Tony Dunn, one of the reasons I look forward to this show is because we have the best Panther fans in all of YouTube, damn it. You already know what time it is. I'm talking about my man Drew, Carlos Edwards Jr., Flemings 102, Jason Lewis, Joey the Blind Panther, Esquivel, Kego Fort. Matt Knows Nothing, Off Grid, Panther Pickle, Panthers Rule, NLP Podcast, Nine Lives Panther Podcast, Tim Estes, Underground West, Sideshow Rob, Vincent Lighting, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, my brother. I'm 32, bro. Let's roll. 
my baby brother my baby brother growing up growing up he's growing up man happy birthday again i gotta tell you um i've been nice to him all day but at the same time he's totally wrong that jimmy garoppolo and kirk cousins are on the equal plane so i'm gonna let him have it in just a moment ck in the house how you doing my friend and i am uh i'm having a blast with the idea of spending time with you guys this evening also uh laughing hysterically at this clown show that is the carolina panthers uh and uh and uh you know what the news we hear coming out of it right now so uh listen i'm ready to get into it and i'm ready to spend this evening with you boys look at this jason lewis said tony with the cruella deville hair oh my god you know what? I was uh, hanging out. My friend came and saw me. He, seen me. he hasn't seen me in a couple of weeks. It ain't even been that long. He walked in and he goes, man, your hair white. I was like, dude, you're fat. So shut the fuck up. Greg, <laughs> uh, Batman pees sitting down. Mm. What the hell? I Did mean, you read this? I sent it I to did. you. It wasn't just the yeah. P flap. I get the P flap. But this, whoever, who's this guy playing the new Batman? Robert Pattinson. He pees sitting down. He admitted this. I feel like that's something you should do and not tell people you do. Like, if you do that, yeah, like you just, just shouldn't shout it from the rooftops. Take it to the grave type deal. <laughs> Greg, welcome to the podcast. How's uh, life in nerd world? Uh, it's good, man. Uh, we are a little over a week away from that new Batman movie coming out. I get to see it next Tuesday night, which is going to be great. I get to see it three days early, so I'm super excited about that. But uh, I'll be on the show late next Tuesday because I won't spoil anything for anybody, but uh, I'm going to be excited. So, But other than that, man, things are going great. We're here to talk some Panthers football. Talk about the, uh, I guess every court needs a gesture, right? And oh, yeah, that's another good one. We forgot that. Cody got a... <laughs> We got. We're gonna have to pull that tweet up. Is that yeah. Matt Rule uh, has put himself in the class of Bill Belichick and Kyle Shanahan, uh, and has decided that he doesn't want to talk to the media at the combine. And frankly, I don't want to see his ugly face talking. And really, what don't is he me. gonna say? That's gonna be anything good what's he gonna be like oh we're looking for a guy like rashawn slater but with longer arms we love kenny pickett with his little tiny hands but we're not you mean whatever man i'm at this point like less talk more walk Mm -hmm. you know just but just get to it folks the number is 252 228-5098. 228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast. We encourage you to jump in the conversation in the chat room, on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever you get your podcast, uh, and support Panther Nation in this time of need, in our time of need. You see the ways to donate to the show, uh, scrolling across the bottom and in the show notes. Send your boy, Cody Lashney, a happy birthday note. That's what I say. Send him a balloon. Boop, boop. A little virtual balloon. Say hello. We love you, Cody. His big, giant brain, his big, giant personality have uh, helped this show grow tremendously over the past three, four, man, it might be four years at this point. Wow. The night that DJ Moore was drafted was my first official time on this podcast. So however long wow. that's been, however you long that's been. You and DJ Moore walk together in this world harmoniously that's right you're walk, his number roll. two 
You're if his ever number he, two. If ever he gets tired, he can hop on the back of my chair. I'll give him a ride. <laughs> I hear you. Well, he's going to get tired, man. I would be tired being, being on this damn team at times. All right. Uh, let's jump into the latest news and opinions from the fan perspective. That's what we do. We cover it. And really, um, I guess the the news that has finally, you know what? I tell you this. I messed up. This is my fault, folks. This is my fault. I put up a tweet probably was either Sunday or Monday, like early before this news broke. And it was like, I need some Panthers news to talk about. <laughs> I need something to talk about. Please give me something to talk about. Damn you. And then a day later or something like this is that uh, the Carolina Panthers have contacted reportedly um, the Minnesota Vikings in interest of trading for Kirk Cousins. Matt Rule needs his quarterback. He's desperate for him. Cody, the biggest Kirk Cousins fan in the world. You're he's my cousin and you're my brother. So tell me what the hell is going on? Kirk Cousins, the Carolina Panthers. How does it fit? Well, I'll tell you, it fits perfectly. It fits perfectly with everything we have known the Carolina Panthers to be, and that is thirsty for some basic bitch quarterbacks who are just average, Tony. And overpaid. They're average. They're overpaid. The Panthers don't even have the necessary resources to go and get Kirk Cousins. And to me, this is just, you know, uh, another moment in a long line of flubs at the quarterback position. It's been nothing but flubs, and not only since Matt Rule has been the coach, but honestly, since David Tepper bought this football team. There has been a lack of evaluating talent at the quarterback position. And uh, some of our other news tonight is also going to show just how thirsty this Carolina Panthers team is for a quarterback and what they're willing to do in order to make that happen. Now, when you get to Kirk Cousins himself, look, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you that the man is a bad quarterback. He isn't. I mean, he routinely throws for over 3,000 yards. The man is skillful. No one is trying 124 to touchdowns in the past three years and like uh, 34 interceptions. Yeah, um, I believe you know last I mean? year it was 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, as Panther Pickle has made me painfully aware, I, I understand. Um, it, but my, my thing with, with Kirk Cousins is if you look at all the talent that that Minnesota Vikings team has, I mean, you're talking about Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith, Tyler Conklin. They've had a bunch of big names on defense for a long time. I've always viewed the Vikings as like a Panthers kind of mirror in that division. And that's a football team that's always known for their defense. And yet they still could not (laughs) make it happen. The, they are the Minnesota Vikings are not a name that you associate with the playoffs ever since Kirk cousins, you know, has been there. He had that one good run when they went up against New Orleans But other than that, it's really just been a lot of nothing. If you add on top of the money that we would have to take on to even go and get Kirk Cousins, I believe it's a $45 million cap hit. Maybe you might be able to get it down to the 30s, but if a a team is willing to trade away 
their franchise quarterback at all, that should tell you what kind of player that he is because franchise quarterbacks, teams don't just let them go unless their name is Deshaun Watson. So, Well, I'd be a little. I think you're using the word franchise quarterback with Kirk Cousins. And and forgive me, people that are listening, I will at some point call him Kurt Cousins or, Kurt, you know, whatever his damn name is. As everyone does. Yeah, it's just like I call Terrence Ter- Terrace Marshall Jr. I call him Terrence. But you know what? I don't really care about y'all enough to learn your name. How about that? Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I don't think that we should view Kirk Cousins as a franchise quarterback or Minnesota like that. Is that they have paid. I think Kirk Cousins, what I love about him is he's a shrewd negotiator. This right. guy has gotten paid his entire time. Like he was like, hey, look, the. The Redskins, or now the Washington football team, now the Commanders, whatever. I think they were the Redskins when he was with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was trying. They needed him. They used him. They franchise tagged him. And you said he said, you know what? It's screw y'all. Like I ain't taking this discount deal for me. It's like I'm gonna play. Yeah, and I'm gonna play, and you're gonna pay. And you know what? Is that this dude went to Minnesota and signed one of the baddest. <laughs> Ass deals. I love these type of deals too. To be honest, I believe the fully guaranteed ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that this is the good thing about it? Is that, and I think they renegotiated it because he's been there for more than two years. Yeah, they did last year uh, before the season. They did a two year extension. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, because he did a two year eighty million, just straight up guaranteed or something like that. Was dope. I was like, man, good for you. Look, Kirk Cousins is an upgrade for the Carolina Panthers. It is he clearly I don't think is much. He was right. he, yeah, but that's a good point. <laughs> that's an excellent point. <laughs> the thing is, is um, it's not even just the monetary cost; it's trading for it. It's trading for it, then the monetary cost, and then he is an upgrade. But it's like moving from like a Kia to a Camry. Right. right? What we need is a damn Mercedes Benz. We either need a Mercedes Benz or stick with our Kia or a Chevy 1500. Something that'll last you forever. <laughs> right. You know? And well, that- you know, I don't dislike Kirk cousins. I just don't. And I don't want to d- diss on him too much. I don't want to shit on him too much. It's just, is it the right fit, the right price, the right time for us? And I think that he would help us win more games. I, I truly think, so think that, but I don't think he can get us over 10 wins. He can't win a Super Bowl with us. He's a good quarterback that deserves his, you know, you're right. He, he's very savvy in the way he he handles his deals and he deserves True. money. He's made, yeah. he's, he's very, very, he, I mean, he's, he's a very good quarterback. He, he's in the top tier of quarterback, <laughs> the top half of the league and quarterbacks every year consistently, no matter what he's doing. He could win a Super Bowl for a team in the right position, but not with Carolina. It's not the right position. I want to ask you if you drop him in Stafford's position last year, if they picked up no. Kirk Cousins instead of Stafford, do no. they win the Super Bowl? Stafford is a completely Ooh, he's, no. he's, a, he's a tier above. Uh, I don't know okay. if they win the okay. Super Bowl, but I think that Stafford sort of underperformed in a certain way. He performed at the right moment this year, yeah. started hot, dipped down, and then got hot at the right time. Yeah. I don't know. That's a great that's a tough question right there. Is I think that Kirk Cousins is that he um he's gonna cost. 
And that's the point. We have missed. If this would have been fine instead of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Is that it's just the wrong time at the wrong moment for us, and it's not the right fit to get us where we need to be going forward. It would ultimately it would be like trying to get a short-term gain at the expense of the future and at the expense of what's best for you. Right. And, and that's the thing. It's a balance transfer on a credit card rather than a consolidation of a loan. Right. So I want to add, yeah, go ahead. The, the last point I just want to make about Kirk cousins right now is that I think it's, interesting that the Carolina Panthers that there's some sort of argument is like well he beat us twice in the last two years this thing this thing drives me bonkers and oh uh, one other thing Cody is that (laughs) you talking about all this talent he got man let's get let's move past that Dalvin Cook has been as about as available as Christian McCaffrey throughout this time maybe a hair maybe a hair not a ton more Justin Jefferson has only been around for two years. They had Stefan and Diggs the, before that. They well, that's a good point. Very and true. I mean, but it's not really their their defense got old. Their defense got old quick, much like the Panthers in this case. And even I heard of something that Mike Zimmer was upset that the news came out that he was upset after they won by fourteen against the team that they didn't run the ball enough. Right. I mean, it just sounds so much, but I don't want to hear this mess about, oh, well, it's like, man, Matt rules like this is he is such a cuck. He is such a cuck. He saw Kirk Cousins screw us twice and he wants to see it more. And Kirk Cousins would fit perfect in Carolina because he sucks in the prime time, dude. He can't he win really a prime does. time. Put him on the black and black uniform. He'd be perfect. Hey, by the way, have any of you guys seen this new Netflix show, The Tender Swindler? I did. I, this, uh, dude, that's Kirk oh, Cousins. Kirk Cousins is Ponzi the Tender schemer. Swindler, dude. Yeah, man. He knows how to get money from people. And dude, I he, like the Tender. I'm on his yeah. side. Dude, he cashes in and he dips. Dude, a lot of guys are on that dude's side, weirdly enough. But. <laughs> He's an anti-hero, man. He's an ant dude. There, there's a very he's his own hero. There's a specific kind of woman who falls for those types of scams. Okay, and it's not just anyone. But going back to Kirk Cousins here, uh, I actually want to relate this to Scott Fitterer. And what has Scott Fitterer so famously said that we want to be in on every deal. And, right. the, you know, yesterday when I heard about this, I was upset. I went on the Twitter tirade. I had a lot of Yeah, you were in your feels. I may have dropped a few F-bombs here or there, dude. I can't lie. But you know what? I've had some time to think about it. I've been in a good mood. It's my birthday today. And the more I'm thinking of it, yeah, Federer should make that phone call. Knowing how bad that offensive line is and how you might be forced to take, to take an offensive lineman with the sixth overall pick, if you're boiling down to it, you need to know all the options that are available to right. you. So Scott Fitterer, I don't blame him for making that phone call. If the Panthers, for whatever reason, did feel that Kirk Cousins was the answer to our quarterback position, 
well, it at least behooves them to know what that would look like to make that happen. I, I am I have no problem with information gathering. Um, if that's what this is, I'm I'm absolutely fine with that. Um, if it's a due diligence moves, I, I'm okay with it. If this is our first choice, then yeah, for all the reasons I stated above, I just I don't want to do it. Then I even heard um, from Ian Rappaport this morning. I saw him on Pat McAfee's show that asked him about it. And he seems to think that the new Vikings general manager and head coach, that they part of the reason why they are there is because of Kirk Cousins. And they do think that he's a good quarterback that they do want to go forward with. So Ian Rappaport doesn't even think that the Vikings would be willing to trade Kirk Cousins. So Tony. Oh, well, everybody's willing to trade for the right dumb price. Yeah, but how, that's the what, thing. What? I think that's the scary part about this trade, Cody, and not the offer. It's nothing to do with the exact player, right? I mean, him, he himself is not individually the problem. The problem comes into trading for somebody on the final year of their deal, thirty-five million dollars that you're going to have to pick up. And I don't want to hear, oh, you can leave them with some money or something. Yeah, okay, what are they really going to take? They're trying to get out of the deal if they are, right? You're giving up picks. And look, we offered an eight for Stafford last year. Like, are we really, I mean, if, and like you said, you open the show up with thirsty. People know that the Carolina Panthers are hungry for their quarterback. Do you think that they're going to give us a fourth like oh, like oh, we'll give our fourth for Kirk Cousins, and we'll take his contract off of you. Right. I just don't. Is that if this was just a wash trade, I'm in. I'd be fine, but it's not. It's going to be a band aid to an art. We've got a cut artery, and people are pulling out band aids, and I need you to pull out. What's the when they put the tourniquet, we need a tourniquet, not a band-aid, bro. And that's the that's the concern. Is that honestly, do you really think that the Minnesota Vikings are gonna come off of Kirk Cousins for less than a one? There's or no two? Way. I mean a two. All right, I say say two. you give a it was age okay. contract. Yeah. And by the way, we, we don't, don't even have, have a two. We don't have a two. We would yeah, have exactly. to trade for a two to get him, him you know. Give him next year's. I know. I mean, just let him hit free. Just let him cut him. Or not cut him, but interesting. Um, Don't dislike. That they do know that there's no reason for them to accept anything less than what they want because they know that we're desperate. So if we don't give them a good offer, they know that we're bluffing. It's like being at a poker table with a small stack. They can just push us around. That's exactly right. That's a great analogy. And on top of that, Cody, you said, yeah, it's okay to make the call. But all of this shit leaks. Every time it leaks. Don't make the call unless you really are fucking trying to do it. Don't yeah. send the girl. You're married. Don't send the girl the side piece of text unless you're really trying to fuck. You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? Like, Just don't risk. You're right. You're right. Don't risk all of that. If you ain't really trying to go through it, don't pull out a knife if you ain't ready to use it. That's what my dad told me once. He said this is that when I was I was a teenager and I bought this, I bought a butterfly knife, a butter, like a literal, like I look like I was trying to learn how to do it. 
And he said this. He was like, all right, teenage boy, you stupid ass. But he said this. He said, if you ever pull that on, you better be ready to use it. Yep. So that's my concern here. Let's move to the next topic. So the next topic, uh, and this is something that um, uh, it, it happened a, n- a number of days ago. This came across the, the Twitter timeline. Oh, is that this is there awesome. Is, there is a rumor that the New York Jets could be willing to trade back for their former teammate, Robbie Anderson. And that apparently Robbie Anderson even said um, that he had unfinished business. So this, you know, it bears for a good conversation. You know, we we gave Robbie Anderson that extension, uh, you know, before last season. I remember at that time, many Panther fans were not very high on that. You know, they, they didn't necessarily think that it was a good idea considering Brian Burns and DJ Moore. But, um, I mean, what do you guys think about this? Would you be willing to trade Robbie Anderson knowing that we need second, third round picks? And by the way, to add on that, this is a very deep draft for depth. You're going to be able to pick up some good players in the second, third round that could be starting players for the Panthers this year. So, is this worth it? Would you guys be willing to trade Robbie Anderson back to New York for the right price? Yes. Going. Yes. Yes. Please. Wow. And I like him. I've been a Robbie Anderson fan no, too. I like him. I know. I, I mean, this past year, all the time and done. Produce. This past year made it tough. Tough. Right? Is that you saw him screaming at Sam Darnold? Then we were thinking that he had this connection with Darnold. He has been kind of weird with the fans. You know, he's a little sensitive, but I'm okay. I'm okay with people being imperfect. Right. Yeah. So I am Same. okay with Robbie having these moments and having a personality and coming back at, you know, I'm okay. It's not a problem. Here's the deal is that if somebody's ready to give us some money, make, give us some picks and take his money, I mean, like, he's replaceable. That's the Fair. thing. He's straight replaceable. So if he gets us that two to get Kirk Cousins, hey, <laughs> you ain't. But really, what are they going to give you for Robbie? Nobody's going to give you a lot for him. What would be a legitimate offer? If you offer a fourth or a fourth for him, I think that would be slightly even rich. Yeah, I mean, especially when you consider that what we picked up Stephon Gilmore for like a sixth or seventh round pick or something crazy like that. CJ Henderson was also not not a ton of draft capital. So yeah, to that notion, you know, I, I do agree that it's like you're not even getting a lot in return for Robbie Anderson. So maybe is there a reason to say, well, damn, you might as well just keep Robbie on the team for another year. And and hope that whatever quarterback uh, is unfortunate enough to be under center for the Carolina Panthers, at least it's another once upon a time thousand yard receiver for. Let's check his contract. I I also I'll say I think players are also overvalued during this time of year. Look at this time of year as like the SATs and high like when you're in high school or senior or whatever. Whenever you took them, like you study for all your other tests. So like during the season. Right. You value players out and you, you run through all the motions. But I think during this time, they look into them a little more and there's a little more tension because of the draft. So I feel like players are overvalued at this point. You may get more for Robbie Anderson right now pre-draft 
than you would middle of the season or a few games Once in the, the season settles, like we got yeah. Stephon Gilmore last year. I hate to say it, folks. Uh, we ain't getting right. shit for Robbie Anderson. No, no not at all. Uh, Let me see. Hold on. His, ooh, wait, hold on. It says this. If we cut him pre-June, there would be $15 million in dead money. So I think that means this is it says is all right, here it is. Prorated bonus six six. How is this add up? Eight guaranteed salary. Nobody's taking this money. No. Let me see. Here it is. Robbie Anderson signed a two year twenty million dollar contract. Anderson's guarantee is ten million dollars, which includes an eight million dollar sign in bonus. And you know what? They passed it all on to 22 and 23. Yeah. They didn't put nothing hardly. And well, actually made about 8 million last year. Robbie got paid, bro. I know. And then, dude, shout out to Off Grid. We would owe more dead money. And, dude, do you right. know that we're still, we're still paying? Who wants that? Nobody's going to take that because actually they'll take him, but we still end up eating all of that shit. They, that still- don't go with the trade. We still right. pay Teddy some money this year, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got some insight. Yeah. So uh, this is bullcrap. It's like, first of all, and why the hell would, what kind of bullcrap is this? I'm starting to worry about Robbie. If his preferred destination is the fucking Jets. Well, would you rather him? Charlotte or New York? You got to look at, I, you got to, you got to look at what they have up there in a quarterback. Now they have another guy who looks like he could be hopeful. Um, you know, and maybe there's there's an idea of, of of you know, like what Cam Newton came back here for, right? Cam Newton came back here with rose colored glasses on, right? Thinking, you know, he's going to come back and have this incredible homecoming, and like we were a contender, but in all reality, when you look at what we really had, we, there was no shot that we were going to be a contender. I think Robbie Anderson might have a little bit of the same kind of feeling right now. Well, I think one thing. I mean, I don't entirely agree with the analogy because one is cam is like our greatest player aside from steve smith and julius peppers but arguably the guy that is a transcendent player who brought us to a super bowl robbie anderson is like sort of a no like a seventh round pick type player who he's a ted ginn type of player a guy who is going to be somebody we recognize the name but we're not going to be able to point him out as one of the all-time greats of any franchise. Imagine right? if Robbie Anderson turn was the one to turn the Jets around. That would be some shit. Well, <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't surprise me. Dude, I damn near expect Panther players that leave us to go and live their best life with some other football team, dude. It's like I, I continue to see it, man. And listen, I just felt point- like I checked the article, though. I checked the article that this came from, and it had some very, very thin sourcing. It was one of those reaching articles like potential trades, you know, like potential trades, and it was like three potential trades, and then the sourcing was like sources say, like, I mean, it just, it didn't feel like it was that real. It It truly didn't. You know, is that, I mean, if anything, if you're Robbie Anderson and you're upset with Carolina, you should be trying to go to L.A. right now. So, and, and listen, I, you know what I have said for a long time about the deep threat wide receiver on the Carolina Panthers. They're cursed. They're cursed. 
It doesn't matter if it's Curtis Samuel or Robbie Anderson, even DJ Moore. We do not have the offensive line or the quarterback to hit those deep balls consistently. So if I'm Robbie Anderson, like forgetting the money, forgetting, you know, uh, from Panther fans, what we might want. If you're Robbie Anderson, at least they have a young quarterback that you know has a ton of talent. They have a ton of money to be able to spend, I believe, this year. So, I mean, when you have that quarterback that they believe in, it's like, yeah, man, the the Panthers have done nothing to instill any trust that they're going to be able to figure out this quarterback position. So, yeah, man, maybe Robbie does want this. Um, I mean, until we're able to fix some things, dude, it doesn't matter if it's Robbie Anderson. It doesn't matter if we draft a guy. We are not going to be able – to utilize these speed receivers until we fix the offensive line and get a better quarterback. Okay. I read an article the other day and I couldn't tell you the source of the article where I was from, but it was about players that the Panthers should look into this year for free agency. And I remember three wide receivers from, and I just want to do a, would you rather with Robbie answering of these three guys? If we like, just say we got rid of Robbie, we'd rather have one of these three guys, AJ green. Mm. Robbie. I'll take Robbie. Oh, you're saying no? I think I'd say AJ. You'd say AJ, okay? Just a better, more storied receiver. Ty Hilton. Uh, also, God. he's also he's also hurt a lot, Robbie. But just because of the talent, I'd say Ty. Yeah. Well, so I know AJ came in the year. Both of these Newman's dudes are old as shit, old. bro. Yeah, AJ was 2011. Yeah. I They're think like 35. Yeah. Michael Gallup. Gallup. Oh, I'll take Gallup. Yeah, Gallup's younger. I would take Gallup, too. I, I was reading this article, and I saw that, and I was like, that was the only one that stood out to me, and I was like, I wouldn't mind having Michael Gallup on the Yeah, team. like, A.J. Green is just running on name recognition at this point. Look, at this, uh, I mean, do you remember that pass that they threw, and he didn't turn around? And it was like, what was that, the game-winning pass? It was like overtime, and he just was, like, blocking and what was it? Remember all the memes were going around that he just retired? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he just ran the wrong direction and didn't look. He just ran the- forward. It's like this. It's like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that we were on the game-winning play with only one second left and people might be throwing it to me. Like, it was just, um, he's he's passed. He's passed, man. Let yeah. him have it. Let him have it. Yeah, uh, so listen, man. Uh, through thick and thin, through season or no, this chat room is filled with a bunch of freaks who come here to get their rocks off on some weird fetish that they have known as subscriber shame. And you know what? I'm not here to judge them. In fact, I'm here to support their kink. And to that, I offer them the man with the golden pipes, Codizzle Allen. One chat, one decision. To hit the thumbs up or not, we talk about the Carolina Panthers day in, day out. We feel their successes and their failures deep in our soul. And you're here to talk it out, have this therapy session, find out that maybe the Panthers are interested in Kirk Cousins, continuing a pattern of buying high and selling low. But you haven't hit that like button yet. The one job we need from all of you And that is something that takes literally no effort. So here's one thing I have to say to all of you guys that have not hit that thumbs up. 
subscriber shame. Subscriber shame. 100 people watching. 52 thumbs up. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. You know that pumps us to the algorithm, baby. Help us with that algorithm. You feel me? Get that rhythm in your algorithm and hit that like button Ooh, for the Secret like Panthers podcast. You know what we do. This is your number one podcast for Panthers information from the fan perspective. This is your podcast, y'all. That's what we're here for, Ooh, man. Ooh, I got a new challenge to y'all. Um, YouTube just came out with a new feature called Clips where you can take clips of podcasts or not podcasts of uh, of videos Street. that you yeah. watch. Yeah. And you can clip sections that you love, like something that pops out, something that's awesome. You know, somebody says something that's great, like Tony just demolishes Cody and uh, and debate my take or something like that. And you're like, man, he really nailed it right there. Or it's like this. It's like, you mean something cool, the best call. I challenge y'all fools, my lovers in the chat. To clip something and share it on social media. Clip and a part of your receipts. We know you guys are doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. might as well. I want to see it. I want to see your call. I, how about this? It's people that call in at 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Clip your own call and put it on social media and say, this was me on the C3 Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast. Use that function to help us grow. These are small things you can do. We have been grinding. This is our go we're going into season 10. Season 10, homie, we here. We are here. And like we're here like Robbie Anderson is getting paid all day every day. Yes, What's sir. next? Hey, hey, you remember Schoolhouse Rocks Conjunction Junction? Yeah. What's, What's your function? No, yeah. No, well, the Panthers are Dysfunction, fun, dysfunction, dysfunction. That's our junction. Dude, that's, that's right. who we are, man. We are dysfunctional. That's what the Panthers are. But you can help us to not be dysfunctional by hitting that like button. You know we love and appreciate you. Tony, Tony you ready to clip it yeah, up. Clip us up. That's what I want to see is and tag me in it. Tag me in it on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles of love to see if there's a special moment on the podcast and you're on youtube you just hit that you can do up to a 60 second clip from five seconds to 60 seconds and share it on any social media platform tag me and i'd love to hear what you guys love about the show and hey there's nothing wrong with the little self-promotion they did it in the yellow journalist time we do it on youtube all day we beg and shame ourselves for these subscribes these thumbs what's next next on the docket um and this might be the most interesting thing that we have to talk about tonight i mean it really might tony dunn because there are a few things that are at play here okay so one this came out and man this is very telling in my opinion about david tepper but we need to get everyone's opinion on this Deshaun Watson refused to waive his no-trade clause for the Panthers. According to Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, the Panthers would have traded for Deshaun Watson last year, despite the pending legal case 
but Watson wasn't interested in playing for the Panthers. And Tony, man, this is kind of this is kind of a bombshell, man. I mean, I was saying last year, you know, after you know the the season started to go downhill, that David Tepper was throwing a temper tantrum. That this man was willing to do anything and everything in order to upgrade the quarterback position. And the fact that he was willing to bring on Deshaun Watson, even in spite of the legal troubles against him not being solved, man, you have to be very confident that what you're about to give up is going to pay off and that it isn't going to blow up right in your face. None of this is surprising to me, to be honest. You know, is that we knew that the Carolina Panthers had interest in Deshaun Watson prior to the legal bombshell breaking, and then the legal bombshell broke, you know, and it was now a question of was this too hot of a potato to handle, right? But the other part is, is that, I mean, maybe a little bit is that they were, that Tepper was willing to risk it. I'd like to see a little bit more. I mean, I might need a little bit more kind of uh, verification to say that he was they were truly willing to risk a ton at the time that the after the legal part, you know, I think they may have dipped their toe back in the water and tried to see, especially when the Miami talk kind of heated up and other teams were kind of seeing if this would fly still because there was a moment where, Miami, it looked like that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You right. know, I mean, yeah. the, you know, is that the owner wanted to meet with Deshaun Watson? So I, I could see the Panthers still being in the running a little bit, like not completely hanging up the phone or saying we can't deal with this. But I, you know, the other thing that's not surprising at all is that Deshaun Watson not wanting to come to the Panthers. You know, I, I think that these quarterbacks that are the, not the divas, the the top tier, the prime. I mean, I think that's what's awesome about Kirk Cousins is my man knows what his value is. Like he knows is that you might not think he's worth forty million, but he sure knows he is. Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, these guys are not going to just be puppets. Matt Stafford said, "Screw that! I don't want to go to the Panthers. I've already played with the Detroit Lions for the last five years or six years. I don't need to do that. Yeah. I would not think that the Carolina Panthers would be a top landing spot for any player of Watson's caliber. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think the only thing that would help the Carolina Panthers with Watson is if no other team wanted to touch him." And we were the team that was still willing to risk it. But right now is that I think this is Watson said, this is I put my big giant D on these people and I'm going to continue to do it. He don't care. He don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. He ain't bending. He, he ain't bending at all. Unless he's bending in the direction of someone who wants to touch him. He knows he got that that money. Greg, Greg, uh, before you go, I also wanted to add to this that uh, Deshaun Watson, um, that the Panthers are uh, still interested in Deshaun Watson even still. And this is according to Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network. 
uh, who notes that Carolina is one of the few teams keeping tabs on Watson's situation despite not being his previously preferred destination. Hey, I have a, I have a, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you got it, Fionta. Um, I was just going to say, I mean, what are the odds that that they get Deshaun Watson to be the starting quarterback of the Houston Texans again? Would you be down for a Davis Mills trade? Uh, you, you know, uh, statistically speaking, he was one of the better rookie quarterbacks last year. In fact, right. uh, a lot of his stats were better than Trevor Lawrence and, and Justin Fields and, with and Zach Wilson. So mm-hmm. uh, people were impressed with him. He was very good coming out of Stanford. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think that would be um, quite the, you know, to trade for a one-year player that doesn't necessarily say that, you're fixing the quarterback position, at least not to the fan base. You know, how much do you truly expect of a, uh, of a second year quarterback with as many teams in as many years, you know, yeah. that would, might be a tough one to tough one to sell, but go ahead, Greg. Well, I was just going to say, honestly, I, I'm, I'm not that upset to see this news because I'm just ready to have this Deshaun Watson stuff in Carolina thing be laid down, either come here or not. He's not a guy that particularly right now I want coming here. I don't feel like bringing you all that smoke and dealing with all that media issues and everything else. Not saying he's a bad guy or anything like that or accusing him of anything or saying he's guilty. I just, wherever he goes, it's going to follow him for right now until it's dealt with and even thereafter for a while. I just don't feel like dealing with that. He's a great talent. Um, I would have loved to have had him before, but I just kind of want to put it to rest. Like, let's just be out of this. And do you think that? The Panthers even saying they have interest leads back to what, um, uh, what's his name, Fitterer was saying about wanting to be involved in everything. Like maybe that's the only interest that we have is just wanting to be involved in everything. Yeah, you know? and you know, uh, it, it would lend credence to all those reports that he is involved in everything. Right. You know that uh, I, I've been making this comparison for a long time on this channel. We have the NFC South version of Jerry Jones. This is his pet passion project, man. When you have that much money, you can buy a football team for yucks and just have fun and do your best to, you know, try not to run them into the ground, uh, which that's all David Tepper has done if you look at the quarterback positions. But, I mean, listen, everybody knows I'm a Clemson fan. You know, Deshaun Watson gave me one of my most exciting seasons watching college fo- college football in 2015 and 2016 when we won the national championship. The player I would love to have, but um, all these things that surround him and the fact that David Tepper, you know, no problem. I want Deshaun Watson here. I need him in spite of all of the charges that have been levied against him. Um, that's that's quite the quite the bet to make on on Deshaun Watson when you don't have all the the evidence and the information around that case. Okay. So uh, to me, it, it speaks very much to the mindset of David Tepper and what he is willing to do. And honestly, we should be a little bit fearful of it because there is no value too much for this man. He doesn't care what a team is going to ask. He didn't care what the Detroit Lions were going to ask for Matthew Stafford. He doesn't care what the Vikings would uh, ask for uh, Kirk Cousins. And he doesn't care what the 49ers would ask 
for Jimmy Garoppolo. If he thinks that there is a quarterback out there that he wants on this football team, that he has the ability to actually trade for, he will make Fitterer do his bidding, and he will make it happen. And that should scare you. That should honestly scare you. Can I ask just a CK asked the question a moment ago about Davis Mills, which was a great question. It kind of made me start thinking about other quarterbacks in the league. Carolina might trade for unknowns. What do you think about Tyler Huntley from Baltimore? The backup for Jackson? A lot of people have been mentioning this guy. Would, would you take him as a quarterback if we could trade and get him cheap? See, I'm not interested in really trading for anybody. No. That is like a lateral kind of move. You know, is that is like how much? All right. Are we talking about a seventh? All right. And then here, I'm tired of this. Like, oh, we're going to let them really battle it out in camp. Nobody really battles shit out in camp. They predetermine half of this crap as it is. They think they know who is the starter. Like, have you ever seen? The last time I saw a battle in camp, I felt like it was Butker and Gano. And guess who got the Butker? <laughs> who had the Gano? It was Harrison Butker. Like, he battled. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had these good preseason games. Like, when have they ever just measured anybody straight on their merit? So, would I be opposed to it? No, not at all. Uh, because he has come in and performed very well. But he's been with Greg Roman. Big fan of Greg Roman in that offense. Um, I'm still like I will take the Gardner Minshew. Here we go. But I, I no. But I mean, again, these are all trades that I think would be. They should be cheap trades. They shouldn't be. We shouldn't be trading for who were we talking about before? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins. You know, where you get this incremental. I think, first of all, all these guys are probably somewhat in the same camp. You know, is that guys that could be good under the right circumstances. Not trying to shit on Kirk Cousins. Not trying to shit on, actually, I'll shit on Jimmy Garoppolo. Not trying to shit on my boy Minshew, who makes the most out of his magic. But I don't really have a lot of faith that all of a sudden that that's going to spark something to life right you know i think that's why we either trade for a bmw or stick with a no car payment yeah i i mean but again it goes to this you know shut up drew saying nobody wants gardner Minshew. this guy wants gardner he's right no one you're the only one tony you're the I only one Gardner who loves Minshew. this man i'll take him I'm how side. about this oh, is dude, would you rather you have mitch trubisky or gardner Minshew? Minshew. Uh, Oh, did God. you hear that the Bills players are saying, yeah, oh, man. Did, uh, did you hear I reported that tweet? And yeah, I heard that. <laughs> you said, I, I saw you say that. Um, dude, it was, I don't know. Dude, it was yeah, a how hate about crime. This, Tony? How about this, Tony? It hurts my fucking soul to even entertain the two of them. Like, yeah, all of these guys, I'm, I'm not under the illusion that any of these guys are going to be the answer. Because it's always with the caveat of, oh, well, they'll just be a bridge until we're able to draft a quarterback in 2023 or 2024. Right. 
and it doesn't work that way. I'm with you. Panther I'm with fans, you. I'm telling you, it does not work this way. You either swing the bat big at the type of franchise quarterback that you want, or you evaluate the draft class and see if there's a guy there that you like and you take Or do you drive across the bridge that you built for the last two years, one with Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold, right? I mean, that's if, if it's just a bridge and that bridge is a fucking rope bridge, then we just better, like, you don't replace one rope bridge with another rope bridge. Right. You know, I want to say this, folks, is that um, you hit you hit those clips telling you i want to see some people use those youtube clips you clip your call you clip a spot of the c3 panthers podcast and you tag me on twitter or on facebook or wherever anybody on this podcast on social media because i don't have all of them right i got insta barely use it but i'm on twitter youtube and facebook you tag me on these things i will give away two cam wells next week to people i will select them from the clips if you clip and share something with us on social media i will send you a camwell for free that's it that's a pretty Damn. good deal you're a nice guy tony Don. it's a hey, i'm in a good actually i'm in a terrible mood my life is like falling apart and the only reason it's good is because i'm hanging out with y'all fools Hey, um, that's what we're here for, buddy. Hey, I know. It's like uh it's like I'm in the right place. As a Carolina Panthers go. fan, I'm just right in my damn lane. Real therapy. Right man. Lane. Well, Real how about therapy. this? Is uh all right, let's uh well, I'll pose this to you guys. You can go around the horn on this. Okay. Minshew, Trubisky, Garoppolo. We'll start with that. You pick you no, you don't get a none. You don't get a not out of those the three on, who you want. The only reason, the only reason that I'm picking Garoppolo is because at least we have seen this man run an offense into the playoffs. And yes, I know the 49ers has an incredible football team, and that's the reason why I wouldn't want him. But if I'm choosing between these other guys. Yeah, I would say that he is a better starting quarterback yeah. than Mitch Trubisky or Mr. Biscuit, rather, and Gardner Minshew. Well, Trubisky's a Carolina guy, which is not a you know that's yeah that's not really not saying much. Yeah. Honestly, when yeah. it comes to Garoppolo, football. has led us to the play, like on the playoff, and had strong appearance. I mean, he's he's got you know you can say what you want to about Garoppolo, but he's got the numbers behind him. You know, people do give him a lot of hate, but he does have the numbers. Not enough. So, um, I, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to go out to here and I'm going to go with what I know Tony will probably say too. I'm going to say Minshew just for this trade offer that Paul said in the chat. He said Panthers trade back number six for the Eagles 16th, number 51, and Gardner Minshew in the starting left guard from Jackson, from uh, uh, the Eagles. I take that. So I take Minshew in that right there. So, ooh, so cool you have that. to give up. You you only give you give up eight picks for him. Is what no? You're you saying? give up your sixth pick. You get the sixteenth, the fifty first, Gardner Minshew, and their starting left guard. Oh hell yeah! I would yeah. do that in a second. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do that in, in a second. Exactly. I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, that's a good. That's actually for, good. That's a good for Carolina. That's, 
I don't know if that'd be doable. I don't think, yeah, is that I almost think like uh, the Eagles would be like, sorry, (laughs) it's the other way around, homie. (laughs) We give you Minshew, you move back to 16, and you give us something else. Probably. But, man, that trade sounds good. Mm. For a Panthers fan, at least. Okay, CK, you going to weigh on in this? Who you um, like out of those names? Garoppolo? How about this? Is uh, So, Cody loves some Garoppolo. I mean, he might as well. Don't put why that on we, me. Why don't put that we on trying me. to trade for Taysom Hill? That's all I could ask no. for, is why oh, are we not trying to trade? my attention, baby. What? Oh, my God. That's the dumbest <laughs> shit ever. All right. If you... Hey, if you're going to say some dumb shit like I have a boner for Jimmy Garoppolo, then, yeah, I'm going to make everyone believe that I have an even bigger boner for Taysom Hill on the Panthers. Make it happen, baby. And how about this? Look, if we're going to be the dumpster fire football team that we're looking to be, fuck it. Let's go get Taysom Hill. Why not? At least we can run quarterback power if all else fails. Fuck it. Um, I... I, I... (laughs) It's such a tough thing to pick between those guys. And the problem is the thing that I, I, I you start to really realize as a Panthers fan is that legitimately is our option. Like those are our options. Like it's not a Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Um, I don't like, I don't like the, I, from the pure potential, Jimmy Garoppolo is, is better. But the problem is he is going to be a higher price tag. And let's be honest. I mean, you're trading for what one year left on his deal. So you're trading away assets for a guy you may not even keep on the, on the roster. And it's not going to be a, a, a budget one either. Um, I think going after like a Gardner Minshew and getting, getting him in here or getting a Davis mills in here um, will allow for you to actually build the, a team around the quarterback. If it's going to be into, if it's going to be one of those guys, great. If, if Gardner Minshew turns out to be the guy, then great. If Davis Mills turns out to be the guy, great. If Sam Darnold happens to turn out to be the guy, fantastic. But at least this draft, we can focus on the things that we most importantly need, and that is offensive line uh, and and addressing some other things that we are going to be losing in free agency this year. Yeah, I don't think any of those guys fix the problem. Right. Right. They uh, might give you a different name to talk about for a little while. For me, I like uh, Gardner Minshew because he's a guy that's on the outside that's fought through. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not supposed to be. He's that type of guy that has overcome and played way above what he should have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and when I say way above, it's not, like, incredible. It's not this. But we, like, if you go and look at his stats, he don't throw picks. He throws a lot of touchdowns. He's been on shitty teams. He has a tendency to get panicked quickly, right? Like, because he's undersized. So you could see, like, how things would go terrible in Carolina with him. I could totally see that. I don't think, but I would root for him. I would cheer for him. Like, I would be, like, on that Minshew magic. Like, he got the moxie. He got the charisma. He got the style, the right story. Trubisky is nothing but the second coming of Blake Bortles. Mm. I'm telling you, as he is a guy that was way overdrafted, he was just overdrafted. You know, it's (laughs) like, it it was just that simple. He played 11 games in college and he went like third or some shit like that. And he won't even that good. Jimmy Garoppolo 
at the best has not fucked shit up on really good teams. But he hasn't even been available half the time. He has not been that good at all. And if you look at, like, his best season, it is, like, this much better than Gardner Minshew's. And we're talking about a second-round pick who then went to a great freaking team, and you're this much bigger than – get out of here. This is a little bit after your time. But there was a cartoon called Hey Arnold. And oh, in yeah. that cartoon, there is a girl named Helga Pataki who mm-hmm. collects all of Arnold's hair, his chewed gum, and <laughs> she has built she has built a shrine to Arnold in her closet. I'm wow. gonna need to see your closet, Tony Dunn, because I'll tell you what, if I find our Gardner Minshew shrine in there, we're gonna have to have a real discussion, bro. A real discussion. Clearly, it's full of little baby bird nests. Oh, or Demure. Demure <laughs> hey. nah, man, I got people I'm rooting for. That's it. Like, I'm I'm trying to be honest about it. Like, I don't really think these guys are like going to dominate. But like, you know what? I think, first of all, I would pick Gardner Minshew straight up over Jimmy Garoppolo. Like if we were drafting teams and we were in the backyard, I'd pick Gardner. I would say this. I truly do. Right now, I would. I, and, you, and like, how about this? Is who in this room is going to say I I confidently take Jimmy G? I'd be like this. I'd rather roll with that guy in this bar fight. I'd rather all over Trubisky. Yeah, straight straight up. I like who are you. Who are you taking? Kirk Cousins or Garoppolo? Oh, uh, Kirk Cousins. But Why? again, the cost. Well, I mean, because Kirk Cousins has um, been in the what league has Kirk for Kirk Cousins done. That Jimmy Garoppolo has it. Thrown 124 touchdowns. Okay. I can't even not, tell you how many Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown. Not a lot, bro. Not a lot, dude. Not a lot. Here, look, I will pull up. I'm going to pull Kyle up Jimmy Shanahan design an offense that takes all the pressure off a year back as a quarterback. Ooh, okay. actually, you know what? He did, and he was really good when he was with Kyle Shanahan. Right? Wasn't the Kyle Shanahan... And like it was early a on, coach but it, in Kyle Washington, Shanahan, yeah, a quarterbacks I mean, coach maybe, and he was the one that liked Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'm gonna look hmm. up. All right, let's get in the cat calls. The number two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Who would you pick out of those three? Straight up, we're not talking about because I don't want to per- put Kirk Cousins in that conversation because his cost would be astronomically more than Minshew or Trubisky. Trubisky yeah. probably being a free agency, free agent. I don't want no Trubisky, bro. <laughs> I've watched that shit in Chicago. And don't tell me you're going to come out here and say, I want to see Trubisky. And I saw somebody say, oh, it wouldn't be that bad if we brought in Trubisky and Darnold and gave the job to the person who was best. I've seen that movie before. I saw that where the Bears... Brought in Nick Foles and Nick Foles beat out Trubisky. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I am, I have seen it. I have seen it. The number is 252-228-5098. Don't forget, you clip and share a part of the C3 Panthers podcast using the new YouTube clip function and tag me on social media. You will have a chance to win a cam. Wow, I'm going to give away two, two 
And you know what? I promise you this. You might only be, there might only be two that do this. So you got a good chance. Go. When this show's over, clip your call and say, look, I called into the C3 Panthers podcast and you tell me who you want, Trubisky, Garoppolo, or my boy, Gardner Minshew, little white baby Cam. So what are your Open thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, that's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? You think that's like very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? Yeah. It feels good like a three and a four and who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? What's up, Jake? What's up, Jake? I think I found a quarterback. I think that we can uh, draft, man. Uh-oh. I think we're not going to first. He won't go in the second. He probably won't go in the third because a lot of people don't know about him. This damn dude named Akil Glass out of Alabama. Out of Alabama A&M. This dude is a damn truth, man. I mean... That boy has a cannon for a damn arm, man. And he can—he can—he's mobile too. He's not as fast as you know Cam Newton or, or others, but he—he he can move too, man. I can really see us, you know, what I'm saying, snatching this dude up like in the later rounds if nobody else sees him and interests any other team. Then what y'all think about this damn rumor I'm seeing around the damn you know <laughs> the Panthers are? Bless you. You know, trying to get Kirk Cousins out of Minnesota. You know, I don't got a problem with Kirk Cousins, man, but we just did this last year with Sam. You know what I'm saying? So give me your thoughts on that, y'all. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. I feel like the strong guy is like at the Mississippi State. Is it Ole Miss? Ole Miss. Um that's Corral. Like those names, I feel like that name I'm not familiar with feels like reaching a little bit into the well, which may be what you have to do down the road to get something. Cody, I'm going to defer this to you. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, these two quarterbacks, uh, Akil Glass, Carson Strong, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of good quarterbacks that might be some diamonds in the rough in this year's class. But what you're talking about are guys that you would ideally be picking uh, in the fourth round or later. There are caveats to their games, whether it's, you know, their mobility or the amount of competition that they faced. Um, You know, you can kind of pick them over with fine-tooth combs. A lot of them have a ton of talent, but, you know, uh, it's going to take some, some time for for these guys. Now, maybe they're the next Dak Prescott. Maybe one of them is the next late round Jim who turns out to be a really good quarterback. I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. The Panthers, especially this year, they have to do their due diligence on all these quarterbacks. All of them. Every single one of them. If you have a guy that you like, then you need to take your shot on him, even if it is in the later rounds. Now, I haven't done um, a, a full deep dive on a kill glass. I am going to do that at some point. Um, but I, I'm telling you, man, there there is some good talent to be had later on. I just don't know if that's going to be the answer for the Panthers, man. I think we're either going to swing big 
in free agency or we're going to take uh, <laughs> one of the top three quarterbacks that might be available right. to us, either Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, or uh, Matt Corral. So, yeah, that's my two cents. I want to share these uh, stats with you. Jimmy G, and let's just not say he's had opportunity, right, uh, was traded to the San Francisco 49ers in 2017. And here's the problem. One of the things with Jimmy G's stance is an inavailability, an unavailability, should I say. True. Right. Um, so here's the thing is like he's only had two seasons in his entire career. Now, to be fair, three of them, he's on the, you know, he's like this guy that's like this hidden gem that they're hiding behind Tom Brady. But I don't care. Like, I mean, that doesn't matter. That's a non-issue. So he's been in the league. He should be totally ready. He should be totally competent at this point. He's traded San Francisco. He's had two seasons where he's done anything. He threw 27 touchdowns and 13 interceptions in 2019. That was when they went 13-3, and right? And one of the things was at the end of that season, I'm pretty sure that San Francisco was like, He's good, but it's kind of like a uh, Jared Goff situation, you know, is like, is he enough to really, truly kill it? So, I mean, that is his best season. 3,900 yards. We'll just say 4,000 roundup, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And again, I mean, this is you get the Teddy Bridgewater effect, 69% completion rate. Right. But that was a dope squad that san francisco team was legit their defense was legit i bet you if we pulled up them that was the year they had all those running backs they had like three 1000 yard run motor whatever his name was so then again kind of struggle with injury uh, the next year and look they go out and draft a rookie to replace him the next season he had this past year he had 3800 yards um, he threw for 20 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Again, another good completion rate at 68%. Now, if we go over and we look at Gardner Minshew, let me see if I can. Well, I wish I could have done that faster. Wish I could have done that faster. Now, we have, a, a again, a very small sample set when it comes to Gardner Minshew, right? Is like, But in fairness, we don't have the biggest sample set when it comes to um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Right? But look, is that we're talking about a guy who has come in and stepped into poor situations. Look, he threw 21 touchdowns and six interceptions his first year with Jacksonville and that's only in 14 games started. Right. 3200 yards. I just don't uh and then 2020 he um threw 16 touchdowns, and five interceptions. He's less, you know, what I mean, he's been under more duress like is the, I would say he's not as accomplished clearly as Jimmy Garoppolo. But I when I look at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats I don't see a guy that head and shoulders blows me away over this dude. Yeah. That's kind of my point with Gardner is that 
Like I expect, I don't expect a lot out of Gardner. You know, he's the Rudy coming in trying to get shit done, and he's played above <laughs> his station. In honesty, Jimmy Garoppolo has made more money, been a higher draft pick on better teams, and underperformed. Not underperformed, but injuries, and he's not been sensational. Nobody has looked like he's put them over the top. Right. You know who he reminds me of, Gardner Minshew? What's the guy that's played for, like, every football team? Brian uh, Fitzpatrick? Yeah, Fitzpatrick? Fitzmagic, man. He bro, reminds Fitzmagic me of a, throws it around, though, bro. But so does he. No, so Jimmy Garoppolo he. is safe. He's like a white Teddy Bridgewater, dude. Let me tell you what I do think about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo, if you know, if he didn't have the injury history that he had, I think that's Matt Rule's perfect quarterback. And right. by the way, I, I want to give credit to Bradley Dudrill, right. who comes on the Friday free for all, because he's been saying that for a long time. That when you look at what Matt Rule wants from a quarterback, he wants these, you know, handing off the ball, throwing in rhythm, in timing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm that know how to run the offense and they win primarily running the football. That's, I mean, that's Matt rules dream scenario. That's what he wants as, you know, to be his quarterback. So look at this Garoppolo Garoppolo attempted only eight passes in the 37 to 20 NFC championship over the green Bay Packers. Because Kyle Shanahan is a, freaking genius he's amazing yes and they got a special teams touchdown right there they ran the ball they had their defense like you know that's my point is and you know what cody you just made my argument for me anything that matt fool wants is wrong it's wrong yeah that's wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I actually, you can do that if you are dope everywhere else and you're awesome, but he's not. Right. We've got Ben McAdoo. We have no idea what our offense is going to look like, really. I mean, we kind of have an idea. At least we've got some coaching experience. But, like, there is nothing. It's not like you are on the most steady of teams with the most stacked rest roster right. where you've been working lockstep for the last five years with your GM and just don't have a quarterback and we just need a game manager. No. That's not yeah, the but- Carolina Bears. You might think that you want to win like that, but, boy, you ain't going to win like that anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I, I would also put Gardner Minshew into that category, though. I know you love He's him, a gunslinger, Tony. bro. No, he's no, a gunslinger. He's not, not going to elevate you. If he was that much of a gunslinger, the Jaguars wouldn't have moved off of him as soon as they had a chance for Trevor Lawrence. If they had a guy. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then they would have. Shush, I didn't no, say, man, I didn't so say he better, was transcendent. Right? And I, I didn't say he was transcendent. I said this is the guy can spin the ball is what I'm trying to say. He can spin it. Jimmy G can throw it five yards, five yards. And don't give me this revisionist ass history now. Oh, we wouldn't have moved off of Gardner Minshew for what Cody Lashney described as the most transcendent, transcendent. That's not even a word. Transcendent (laughs) prospect in the history of modern football, bro. So no, 
You can't. We're, I'm not. I'm not trying to t- compare a seventh round long shot outsider who's going to fucking give you a chance to win. No, then just no different. That's not fair. Than Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins. That's my point. If there was a clear differentiating factor between the two, money between any of these yeah. guys, money cost, yeah, this is all it's those it's things. Okay. He, might he, might, he might throw the ball downfield. But okay, he's gonna miss Better? the yard passes instead of hitting them. He's Actually, not, he's, he's hit just as many as Jimmy G. That's what I'm saying is this: we have a smaller sample set where he's produced just as much. I just don't understand why you think that Jimmy G is significantly better than Gardner Minshew, like significantly. The, I, I'm, like I'm saying, how about this: okay. is that I would say that this is that if talent. we got Jimmy G, if we got Jimmy G, I would be like, ugh. Bleh. I'd be like, blah, blah, meh, meh. If we got Gardner Minshew, I'd be like, I would say this, is that I don't expect him to get the, to do the damn thing. But if I'm rooting for him and he might, on a good day, he might, on his best day, he's going to be better than Jimmy G. For for a price tag that Jimmy G's going to bring. Right. You don't, you, you, you got to bring a guy in. He better be the guy that you know is going to get, you can't They want a first Right. Like you you cannot ask. I mean, not even just that price tag. I'm talking about his actual price tag. Like his contract is going to be more expensive than Gardner's, right? And so yeah. like, like like you said, I mean, no matter what, they could perform the exact same and we're more disappointed with Garoppolo. But that's exactly that first, what I mean. The very first Panthers game that I ever went to in my life was here at Bank of America Stadium where I saw Christian McCaffrey flip over a dude into the end zone because on that day I saw Gardner Minshew stink it up and get absolutely embarrassed, man. Oh, That's whoa, what whoa, he's no. been Let doing. See. By the way, he was no, their you did not. That is he not. was their quarterback when the Jaguars earned the number one <laughs> pick in the draft to get Trevor Lawrence. How about this? He's another Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Gardner Minshew. That's not same, even same. Can, can you name one player true. of worth Gardner Minshew had on his offense whenever he earned that first round? I just uh, told you his. Co- I just told you his touchdown to interception ratio, dude. The dude has not turned the ball over, and he's been on a bad team. What year was that? I want to know what year was that? Uh, that game, twenty nineteen. No. I believe. Yeah, I think it was twenty. Yeah, that was that was the year that Christian. All right, let's look at this. I'm gonna look these up. No, 2018, I think actually. Oh my God, are you ready for this? Are you ready? I don't know. Let's do it. I don't know. Gardner Minshew, who would have been a rookie, an undraft. I think he was undrafted. By the way, he was. He was undrafted. An undrafted rookie going in against the Carolina Panthers on the road. Threw 374 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was 26 for 44. I mean, yeah, but a re- it was his. Ooh, I want to know what game of his career that was. Think about that, Cody. Oh, undrafted rookie on the road. You're being like now. You're bringing. You're just being biased. You just want to not oh, like. God, man, you know. dude, he, 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 they had the number one pick in the draft. That entire Dude, year, they have had look, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, 
Didn't even do that, dude. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, I mean, think about that. Is that that Trevor Trevor Lawrence Lawrence did not do that this year? He did not go three seventy four no interceptions. But you're not going to compare, like you said earlier, you're not going to compare the talent. I'm not trying to compare them. Guess who I'm trying to compare? I'm trying to compare him to Jimmy G. That's who I'm trying to compare him to. But I'm not trying to compare him to. Trevor Lawrence. But that's the part about, Cody, when you talk about not moving the goalpost, that's what you're doing when you say Gardner Minshew earned them the number one draft pick that year that got them Trevor Lawrence. Well, guess what? Trevor Lawrence earned them the number one draft pick this year, too. Right? So you can't use that as the excuse if you believe that, like, I mean. Oh, boom. But that's not the entirety of my argument, though. Yeah, no, it was in that moment. I had to watch Trevor Lawrence torch college football for three years right i mean that that that's my point six foot six 225 pounds is very different than what 511 195 pounds of gardner Minshew. like 100%. dude there, there there's a difference man he's there's six foot one difference. 225 by the way oh pardon me he's a whole two inches taller and an extra and an extra uh, you want malik willis who is the same exact fucking size Who's even far, shorter? Far I don't even want to hear it. Look at this. Is, look at this. Arm. He was an undrafted rookie in 1999 uh, coming on to a team who probably had the first round pick there. They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs 26 to 40 in week one. I don't know if he was a quarterback. I'm going to have to look it up. 12 to 13 against Houston. They won against the Texans. They won against Denver. They lost by five. No, by seven. Seven points to Carolina. I just feel like the hate for Gardner Minshew at this moment, that's my point, is this, is I don't think he's going to save the team. But I would say this, is that how about this? In a backyard brawl, who would you pick, Sam Darnold or Gardner Minshew? I'm picking Minshew. 374, two touchdowns, no interceptions? Come on. This conversation is stealing Look, my on, soul I'm, away. No, I think you're just fighting. You're like, David it's like Jeffrey. fighting with my wife, dude. No, David, this yeah, is I'm like fighting inter- with I'm my inter- wife. I'm husband, okay? I'm a top, dude. I refuse to be on the bottom. Just like every time we do a debate, my <laughs> Look at this. And, and I'm get the birthday spanking. We give uh, you a birthday spanking, huh, man? My hey, whole point is this, man. It's not going to happen anyway. David Tepper wants a big time fix right now. And Tony Dunn, what I'm oh here to gosh. tell you, that, is oh, you're man, the only man deflect. in Slide the hand. world. Slide a hand. Slide a hand. You're the only man in the whole world who believes that Gardner Minshew would be a fix for the Carolina Panthers not, quarterback position. Look, just like my it's wife. It's just the truth. Just like my wife. Husband. I just said a better alternative. Than Garoppolo, than Cousins, than all of this, is at the end of the day, he would be cheaper and he would maybe give you a chance to win one or two more games. That's what I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here comparing the stats between Garoppolo and Gardner Minshew, and I can't make the argument that Minshew is a better pick than Garoppolo. But it's not it's not really very compelling to make a pick that Garoppolo's better than Minshew. Garoppolo's had a ton more, a ton more talent to work with. 
an opportunity. An opportunity. He's and been last, in since 2014. Last, well, last year when he went to the NFC Championship, he had 301 completions, 3,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And in Gardner Minshew's best year where he played 15 games, the Jags was a way worse team. He had 3,200 3, yards, but 600 less yards, one more touchdown at 21, and four interceptions with a way worse team. So, I mean – you're kind of comparing the same thing here. I think you get the same thing from both of those guys, to be truly honest with you, but Minshew's a way cheaper price tag. Listen to this. Gardner Minshew's first game ever. First game ever. He beats out Nick Foles. Or maybe Nick Foles gets hurt. Nick Foles was was 5 for 8 for 75 yards, one touchdown. Um, Gardner Minshew in his first game as an undrafted rookie (laughs) comes in and plays Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, went 25 for 33 for 378 yards and three touchdowns. He fucking demolished their defense. This was Gardner Minshew's first game, I'm pretty sure. He was, yeah, 2019, 22 for 25, 275, two touchdowns and one interception. Come on. He had a 69-yard touchdown his first game as an undrafted rookie free agent. Tell me when Jimmy Garoppolo has done any of that, homie. Telling you. Birthday, spank him, bro. You got the, the only, the only. 30, 32 licks. No, no, Let's keep dude. going. No, I'm, no, you may pull go. up some more games? No, before we go, the only thing that is actually the truth is this quote here. By my man Drew, we're sitting here debating over other teams' trash quarterbacks to help us. This is what Matt Rule has reduced our proud Carolina Panthers to. You are right, Drew. This is very fucking sad, man. And Tony, I'm still gonna come and clean out your closet. I'm getting rid of this Minshew shrine, dude. Putting the shrine up. I'm putting it up tonight. I'm putting it up tonight, bro. Oh, don't pretend you don't already. Have I am buying a on. samurai sword as soon as we get off this this show. Well, you should have one of those regardless. Yeah. Come All on, right. Play, play this song. Play this call. Hey, what's good, hey, good fellas? It's Corey calling in. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, some some news I've been hearing today. Um, that apparently the, the the word going around is that David Tepper is. He's up to his old shenanigans. He was at the Super Bowl. Um, so I got a little taste of the high life and, and wants Super Bowl rings so badly that he's willing to do whatever it takes to, to get the Panthers a franchise quarterback, man. And I just, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that it's not true. But, I mean, it, it sounds like David Tepper, man. Like, this is exactly how we got in the situation that we're in now is just kind of trying to take the, the short short route to a rebuild and it's like any, right. any shortcut you know sensible Panthers fan can can sit, look at us and say we're not the Rams or you know we're, we're, we're not a quarterback away like we're a bad team we have a lot of holes and I, I saw this I can't, I can't remember what show was on the flip it was on but it's like you know the, the biggest hole for the, we have one gaping hole at quarterback and it's like okay that may be our, our most evident hole but we are not a quarterback away. Getting Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson and, and trading our next three first-round picks for one of those guys, it, it, it's just going to fucking kill us, man. 
I just really hope that that's – oh, my God. Yeah, man, you get yeah, – sorry, man, I'm driving the Charlie traffic. But uh, I just I really hope that, that David Tepper is not – like, I understand that he wants to win. I, I understand that he doesn't know football. But, like, you're a businessman. Like, you should be able to learn from your mistakes. You yeah. you, you tried this the last two years, and all got you in a deeper hole. Like, I understand he wants to put a good product out there, and he wants the fans to be happy. And we don't want to watch a bad team. Like, none of us want to see a bad team. But we need to rebuild, and we need to do it the right way. Like, there's no one swing or or one move that's going to make this team a, a contender next year, man. All all he's going to do is just dig, or, dig us deeper trying to get a, a you know, an expensive commodity a quarterback that's not even, – even if we got the best quarterback in the league, man, he's not enough to, to kind of overcome what the deficiency that this team has, man. We need to rebuild. We need to rebuild slow. We need to do it the right way, man. If you have a franchise quarterback that we want to take in a draft, draft them. If not, get an elite O-lineman, get BPA, you know, something. But, but trading away our future for a team that's not ready to win it's just the worst possible move, man. I don't want to ramble on and keep making the same points, man. But, 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 you know, appreciate y'all every week, man, coming out with the new content, man. Keep trying. Would anybody uh, with a Gardner Minshew shrine not know he was drafted in the sixth round like Tony? No, you just pretend. Dude, you don't fool me, man. I know that you collect his hairs. You have all kinds of pictures. Your bits of chewed bubble gum. You don't fool me, okay? I, I know. Hang out with him. He's I like know, one of those people I just want to hang but you're out with. But I'm so listen to this, uh, to this caller's point. Uh, this is what I was saying earlier about this. Should this is what is scary about David Tepper? He wants everything when he wants it, and he wants it right now. The problem is, you know, my other nickname for him it's Mr. Day Late Dollar Short. The man has had an opportunity. To build this the proper way, like you were talking about, caller, he had the opportunity to bring in a bridge quarterback. Then he could have drafted, you know, we could have drafted, say, Justin Fields. We could have done this the right way. We could have drafted Rashawn Slater to be our left tackle. We could have done this numerous different ways. How about this? We could have never hired Matt Rule to begin with, or we could have fired Marty Herney the same year, the same time that we fired Ron Rivera, we didn't do that either. So for the foreseeable future, until David Tepper can prove that he can make some um, uh, some judgment calls that are actually in the benefit of the Carolina Panthers, that's all he's about to do is sit in the booth of some other team's Super Bowl and wish that it could have been him because he has done nothing to deserve to get this football team there. Let's go to the next call. Hey, guys. Chuck from Elizabeth City calling in, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. Hey, birthday boy Cody. I got to agree with Tony on this. You know, we we drafted Will Greer, and according to Marty Hunter, he was the best quarterback on the board. Third round pick, 100th overall. I never believed that. Everybody thought we had all the future quarterbacks taking Cam's place. How many touchdown passes has – Will Greer firm in his career in the NFL. Sure. Not a single damn one. We could have had Gardner Minshew, who went later to Jacksonville. The guy's thrown over 30 touchdown passes. Now, I'm not saying he's the best thing since sliced bread, but he would have been a cheaper fix. He's got a little moxie. And for what we could have got him for or had, we would have at least had a 
decent backup quarterback who could have started some games. Better than P.J. Walker. Probably better than Sam Donald. So this is one I'm going to stand on your birthday, Cody, and say Tony was exactly right. Woo! And this is coming off a win in Debate My Take, if you've been checking the comments. Chuck, listen, thank you for the call, and thank you for the birthday wishes, but even you are allowed to be wrong on my birthday. Oh, guys, you just, in fact, you're all so of you stubborn. Are, you may all be a of woman. you who you are trying to convince me that Gardner Minshew is somehow an, a, a, a good, legitimate answer for the quarterbacks. We just you, said better. We dude, just said better. Well, That's it. We just well said better. We said better. Me that I was born on Mars, dude. You might as well convince me that I can just jump up in the air and fly to the rings of Saturn. Just let me put it this way: and is, see what's going on, dude. Let me put it this way: is that if I was Philly, <laughs> I don't know if I would be anxious to trade Minshew away. Well, I mean, we have a. a I mean, Look, Jalen like Hurts. They're not completely sold on him. Right. One. Number two, is there in the fight? Like what? Like why? Look, Gardner Minshew is actually a competent back, very competent backup quarterback at this moment. Like he's a guy that can come in and do that. Like unless Philly is really trying to move off of Jalen Hurts at this moment and go like aggressively into the draft. I don't even know why they really want to get rid of Gardner at this point. Well, there's a rumor that they might be looking to bring in another quarterback as well. Yeah. Cool. So Let's bring only, that up. Good time. Good time. Well, Let's it, talk it about only, that. It, it only adds to my argument that no. Gardner Minshew <laughs> is first on absolutely no one's mind, Tony Dunn, because there are rumors that none other than our very own, the, the, the real quarterback who has real magic, Cameron Jarrell Newton, our boy, Ace Boogie, apparently has been rumored to be interested in wanting to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. And, man, uh, I mean, this kind of throws a wrench right into your plan, huh? If you have Jalen Hurts and you have Gardner Minshew that you love so much, well, then why would you even be considering Cam Newton. That's not what that no. tweet says. It says exactly. that Cameron Newton wants to go there. It doesn't say that. Philly. It does not right, say but Philly that, wants but to get I'll, him. I'll, yeah. I'll bet you more than anything that they would be willing to do this. Then why didn't they, they do would... it last year? He was available last year. Nobody wanted him. And why? And like, why does that bother me? That doesn't bother me at all in this argument at all. That has nothing to do with it. It's like a straw man. Again, you are. No, I'd rather have. Tonight has been sleight of hand by Kirby. Look over here so you don't do this. None of the men you have mentioned would I prefer over Cam Newton, even the lesser Cam Newton that we have seen on the field, man. Maybe I'm a homer. Wow. Gardner Minshew, 25 years old. Okay. You are not okay. going to sell me on Gardner Minshew. You're not going to do it. You have some fans. You've sold some fans, but it's I am not. not look, if this is not about uh, Gardner Minshew fixing things. Argument for me. It's a. I would prefer Gardner Minshew over Sam Darnold, 
right? If like if we have to, if this team refuses to just, what I really think that this team should do, honestly, is what I think we should do. And I don't even know if it's the right thing to do, but they should probably roll Sam Darnold out there, run him out there again, and either decide to draft a quarterback in the draft a quarterback that they see as the future in a picket, a Malik Willis, whoever. I don't care who it is, right? And they say, all right, we're going to just run this back with Sam Darnold and wait and then put this guy in. Or you run it back with Sam Darnold and you say, we're going to pick a tackle in this first round and we're going to tank and then we're going to get a quarterback in either free agency or uh, the draft the following year. So none of these, like, I'm not saying that Gardner Minshew is my number one option, but I would tell you this is he is my option way ahead of trading for Jimmy Garoppolo with a higher price tag. He's my option ahead of trading for Kirk Cousins with a higher price tag. Not only, and I'm not even just talking about financial, I'm talking trade to price tag, both of those, the double dip. And I tell you, the last one on my fucking list is Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't have any belief in that, dude. I ain't seen not a now, not a motherfucking thing that tells me that guy is any good. The number is 252-228-5098. Hey, guys. It's Joey again. Oh, again. Oh, oh. And, uh, Hold on. I just have an interesting question. All it's right. not about any of the quarterbacks because I play um, my calls out of order because like, I'm trying to. Actually, I do have a question about that. Why don't we just fucking stick with Cam, dude? Just because dude. we gotta pay him. <laughs> we gotta pay him. That's I mean, the thing. Is he really not coming back? Like, dude, why don't we just stick with Cam Newton? Everybody already loves him. Well, not everybody. You have a few losers that you know have their head up <laughs> and don't like him, but get him, Joey. You know. They they wouldn't recognize great greatness if it sucks their, you know. No, I don't. Uh, anyway, but yeah, that's what I have to say about the quarterbacks. And if the question that I have is, of course, about Matt Rule because I I can't stop it. I I don't know why. So, what would happen if Matt Rule wants to make? Ben McAdoo go the way of Joe Brady. If like Matt Rule wants to fire McAdoo like he did Brady, like what would happen there? Because McAdoo has way more experience. So you think Matt? So like, cause I I don't think Matt Rule hired him. I think Tepper hired McAdoo. I think Tepper had his hand in that. Well, he didn't. You know, he said, "Hey Matt, you're gonna do what I say, or you're out of here." And of course, Matt Rule was like, "Okay." I don't he agree with this. Because he, he knows that that's the only person who doesn't control is David Tepper. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Anyway, guys. Wow, wow. I disagree. I'm going to let you guys take it first, but I disagree with that take. I don't Wait, disagree. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree at all. I think that uh, David Tepper did have a heavy hand and. I mean, we talked about overcorrecting, and we wanted to give, uh, you know, know, uh, Matt Rule some credit for the moves he's made at coaching because we already, you know, we had already offered our criticisms as a podcast, as a fan base, 
to what we saw from uh, Matt Rule and his decision-making for who he was bringing in uh, to run this team with him as coaches. Um, and they did a major overcorrection this year. I say overcorrection. It could have been uh, the proper correction. But um, I think that, yeah, I, I, Matt Rule is probably at this point in time, you know, spinning his wheels. And I think that, uh, you know, you do have David Tepper in his ear saying you're hiring somebody who has NFL experience. And, you know, these are your candidates. And if I'm paying them money to be a coach on this team, I'm going to have a say in who it is. I mean, I think David Tepper is like we already had a comparison to him to Jerry Jones for the NFC of the South or NFC South Jerry Jones. Right. And uh, and and so I, I have a very hard uh, time believing that Matt Rule just made this decision on his own and that David Tepper did not have a, a say in it. Does rules contract is it final decisions in uh all personnel or just players all well it's all personnel i mean personnel it has full 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 personnel all full put like football decisions <clears throat> they go through that rule i i don't think that that Tepper was a big part of this hiring to the McAdoo hiring to be really honest with you. That's the stand that, that, cause I'm trying to really understand the question. I think that's what, that's what he's going is, is that, that rule didn't like the McAdoo right. hiring was not all rules fault, but I, I actually do kind of think it was more rule than anything. One, because he has that in his contract that he makes final decisions. Uh, this is his last stand for, 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 you're not going to let somebody else make a decision for you in your last stand. And Listen. I honestly don't think that if, if, uh, Fitterer, who is obviously going to be there for longer than Rule, is going to make a decision to hire McAdoo as his guy. Like that's my guy. For the, me, so I, I guess I'm with Tony. I disagree. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. I the the counter argument I would have to that is I don't care what personnel decision he has in his contract. If Matt Rule says you're fired if you don't get this guy in here, oh Tepper, you mean Tepper? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Tepper agree with. No, I agree Rule. with that point. Is I yeah. don't care what the wording is. If the billionaire speaks, and he he could just fire you. Like yeah. I mean, so your contract might not matter. Cody, go ahead. On your thoughts, I mean, because I have a strong opinion on this, and I just I disagree with Joey, and I thank him for his opinion. So disagreeing is okay. I mean, so look, going back to what we said after we hired McAdoo, they made it a point that they really wanted someone with NFL experience. And I think bare minimum, that's the best that Matt Rule could do under those circumstances. Now, I do think a lot of those marching orders about having prior NFL experience came directly from David Tepper. So David Tepper issued the orders. And Matt Rule, like a good foot soldier, went out and did just that. Um, now, granted, uh, listen, Matt Rule has to know that his job is on the line. So for him to bring in another patsy that he intends to fire at some point down the road, well, Joey, to me, that assumes more failure that Matt Rule is not going to be able to last through. So if he's planning for it to be that bad that he's going to fire McAdoo and blame it on him. That's just another right, failure. Right. That is just another failure. Yeah, there's no more Matt extra Rule. chances for Matt Rule. There's no more more chances than this. First of all, he's lucky to have this next chance. Right. At this point. Um I think this is that Matt Rule fired Joe Brady mid not mid season, but 
back end, 10th, 11th. It's a weird kind of moment to, again, we've kind of made, or I've made this analogy is that the lifeboat was a little too full. Somebody's got to go overboard or else we all go down. And I felt like the Joe Brady firing was like a sacrificial lamb in a certain case. And on top of that, I do feel like that Matt Rule had to make a drastic effort to, or a signal to the owner to say, look, look, is that we're we're changing course. Now, the other thing is I think that Matt Rule has been a fucking leaf blowing in the wind, a tumbleweed when it comes to changing direction, like you said, over correction, CK. Totally agree. I agree with a lot of things. I just don't agree that McAdoo was handpicked kind of thing. Like I think, and I don't even think that Tepper probably said you have to get NFL experience. I think it became clear at this point that was the problem, that there was too much inexperience all around. And I do think that this is kind of an overcorrection in some sorts. In the other case, I really am excited about the coaches and the staff that he was able to put together given the circumstances. I really am. I think that like when it comes to these guys that they've added, that's like really the best you could have do. You had guys that wouldn't even come interview. You know? Yeah. So I just I think this is Matt Rule is that he's had this is his last ditch effort. And I just feel like it, it, and I work at a place sometimes where you feel implied pressure, right? Is nobody writes you a letter that says you got to do this, right? Or a direct memo, but you kind of know. And that's what I think it, this is, is I think Matt Rule knows what he's not got to do, but the, the situation he's in. Yeah. Can, I add, can I add to your argument, Tony? Yeah. In fact, yeah, I even want I even want to give you agree Matt with Rule, me? Honey, yeah, I do. do you agree with I do. Me? I want to give yes, dear. But I do and I want to give Matt Rule some credit because I think he may have actually done some learning. And that is just shutting the fuck up completely. Oh, amen. Completely oh, by not saying anything, man. It has been reported, you know, it's you know, the combine's coming up. And all NFL coaches, generally, they give some time to the media to answer questions. Well, the NFL Combine media schedule came out today, and Matt Rule is one of the five coaches not going to the podium. The other coaches include Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, and Kyle Shanahan. So, obviously, (laughs) those four coaches are far better than Matt Rule. But you know oh, what? No what? He's totally in the same class. Listen, I have to commend Matt Rule because Tony, the last time that we heard Matt Rule just speak a bunch of utter nonsense, Word you on. and I both came to the same conclusion that every time he opens his mouth, he makes himself look worse. And he knows this now. He knows that he has no good answers to give. And he's tired of going online and seeing clips of him in the past say one thing only to later on down the road do another. This is the best thing that Matt Rule has done. Just shut your trap. Focus on winning. 
And now that uh, David uh, Scott Federer will be at the podium, he'll be the one talking to the media. Maybe we can hope that that signals that uh, Federer is somehow more in charge of this offseason than he was last year. Yeah. We can only hope. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of awesome is that you're right. We lost you. Can't hear you. Huh? Yeah, where'd your volume go? Uh-oh. Tony, you there? Hmm. Can you hear us? Oh, there's a short in this mic. So, yeah, let me let me just pass it around to you okay. all. We'll, we'll go to Greg. There first. is a short in my mic cable. Can you hear me now? Yes. Like, if yeah, I barely mic, touch this, your it's mic out cable was tired of hearing you blabber on about Gardner oh Minshew. And it didn't want to hear any more of it. Uh, Greg, next call. what, what, oh, hold okay. on. Greg, what do you make of Matt Rule essentially skipping out on his media duties? I mean, I think you're right. It's the best thing that he could have done rather than saying something stupid. But it is funny when you look at this that that was the the court and gesture comment that I, gesture comment that I was making earlier. You know, you got the royalty of coaching here, and then Matt yeah. Rule. <laughs> so he's going to be wearing the hat and carrying the stick. I think uh, this is one thing that's just crazy about this is on the first thing I said is it's just funny when you see the other names on this list and you're like, (laughs) Matt Rule. (laughs) But look, is that he has everything to lose at this moment. Mm -hmm. He has everything to lose. You know, he's also got an obligation to the fans to be able to answer questions that, you know, that we're going to be under trying to figure out what they're looking for and, and whatnot, I think that, you know, and, and maybe I'm looking at it from too uh, personal of a mindset on that, but I I still feel like that's a, that's a decision he's making selfishly because, like you said, he's learning from his lessons of being, instead of saying something that's going to be taken out of context, he's going to say something, nothing at all. Well, how about you just say the, say, the, say the fucking truth from the get-go and you won't have to deal with this bullshit? That you don't but, want Rashawn Slater because his arms are too short? Because everything yeah. he says is so fucking dumb. That's right. Point. Say less. Say oh. less. That's what he should do. Say less. You know what? He we're should do this is he should say, I'm not going to come up to this podium until I get a contract extension. <laughs> I refuse to do any talking until he wins something. Nah, I mean, I want, I mean, I don't want to think he's, I don't want to have too much recency bias. Like, I don't want to go too crazy. It's like we have one bad season with Matt Rule. And he became Matt Fool. But like so many things went so bad. Right. And again, a lot of this doesn't come down to like the <laughs> the lowest thing on my list of being upset are the timeouts in the first half. There's like that's at the bottom of my list of shit that I am upset with. Think about how many times. During Ron Rivera's tenure, people were like, oh, my God, he decided to do that. You know what I mean? It was just like this nitpicking of on-field clock management decisions and stuff. And that's fine. I mean, he could have been better with a lot of this. My problem with Matt Rule has been the complete and utter spinelessness that's come with his decision-makings at quarterback. That's it. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's just made – 
some personnel decisions that have had large repercussions and long-term it's not even the like you decided to move on from cam as this is you decided to move on from cam and then you decided to move on from teddy and then you decided to get sam and now we're moving on again we might as well trade two first round picks for jimmy g and then move on from him next year that would be his modus operandi and pay him yeah exactly exactly all right let's go to the next call hey boys Baby Rhino, Jamestown, North Carolina. Uh, I've listened to you guys' podcast here on Thursday, the 17th. Thank you. Um, Tony, you are just speaking about how this was the hardest season for you. Uh, like I said uh, a long time ago, I've been watching this team since it was an expansion team, and I've been through a lot of up and down, ups and downs with all the Panthers, but I will tell you why I feel like this is the hardest season for me. Uh, because of the hype. I was just so pumped up at the beginning of this year that things were going to be different. Um, and from every single angle of this team, other than our quote-unquote number two defense, every other aspect of the team was just such an utter failure and disappointment. Yeah, You know, you get so hyped up for the, this team uh, – only to be let down. And that's yep. what it is for me. And I've been doing it for a long time. And it just felt like sometimes in the past we've had some positive things come out of it. And sometimes, uh, you know, we, we make a playoff push. But this year, just none of it. Uh, nobody was firing on the same cylinder, and it was just terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, you guys keep it up. Uh I just listen to Chuck give you guys praises. We're all on board with that. I'll tell you the reason I love your long po- uh, podcast is because I drive for work. I'm in the home health industry where I go from place to place. And I don't typically try to listen to it in one sitting. I like to break it up and make it multiple days. That way I have some Panthers stuff to talk about. Anyway, guys, keep pounding. I uh, appreciate everything. Man, thank you so much for that call. It means a lot. Thanks, and- you, man. Sure. You know, expectations do um, go a long way to a, like the fall being harder. You know, uh, I don't even know if I had a ton of expectations this year. I think I did a little bit. I was a little, I had some trepidation about Sam Darnold. I thought it could pay off. Yeah. We were hopeful, man. Uh, you know, a lot of people wanted to come at me on Twitter and say that, Oh, I believed in Sam Darnold, and I thought that he was going to be it. And anyone who goes back and listens to what I actually said after we traded for Sam Darnold, I said I was willing to give Sam Darnold the opportunity <clears throat> to prove and show the type of talent that got him drafted in the top five in the first place. I never said he was going to be the answer. I said he had to prove it because his prior years with the New York Jets didn't give me a reason to say that this guy was going to be our answer right now. So to that front, I mean, you know, the, the Carolina Panthers, they're in a position where they are suffering from self-inflicted wounds. It doesn't have to be this bad yet. Wrong decisions at every turn has put us in this spot and put us in this situation. Um, And before we go further, I wanted to pinpoint this comment. Perfection says, Rule can't do anything right according to you all. Make up your minds. If he talks, 
you complain. If it doesn't, you bitch, give it a rest. Well, what I'm here to tell you is he does make himself look more and more dumb every time he speaks. That's true. And that's why we gave him kudos because yeah. he isn't speaking, because he isn't digging the hole any further than he's already dug it before. And by the way, perfection, it's on you to name one good thing that Matt Rule has actually done in his time as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Because until then, our list of shit that he has done wrong is far greater than anything that you can name that he has done good for us. Right. Yeah, 100% on that is that um, I think that we actually are celebrating him not talking at I'm this not. moment. Right, I think you're, is, you're taking he away. He deserves it. Well, you're taking away, like for Joe Person, for instance. I mean, these guys make a living off of being able to report on this. This interview, like those types of press conferences, give them something to write about. Like it's there. It's the obligation of Matt Rule in this position to give these guys some content. Right on back. On. All right, if we're gonna hold Cam in the, you know, to go out there after the Super Bowl and keep right. his chin up, like if you're gonna criticize him about not doing that enough or holding himself at this moment, showing too much emotion, then you. You know, it's like you're right. Is I I get your point, CK. Also, our point is this: is that really what is he going to say at this point that's going to move the needle for us as fans in a positive direction? We're actually going to just need to see positive change right. on with the team going forward, and more than anything, we need to see things in the off season. Um, and the direction about the team that that's where again is that it, I have no problems with the win total that the Carolina Panthers had. I uh, didn't expect much more than that. I thought we could do more than that, but yeah. again, it's about the future prospects. But I will say this, and I got and I and I do get irritated with people, not with people. It's really Mel Mayock is the only person. So it's like perfection. Maybe this is perfect. Mel Mayock's burner account. Um, Mel left me a very nice message today. Yes, yes. He's a super nice dude. He's a super nice dude. So I'm not even trying to shit on him. But the thing is this, is that when people tell me I'm over negative or too negative, too pessimistic on this, that would be right in some cases. But in this case, what I think is true about this is that, like, I really think that Matt Rule has panicked more than we have. True. He's the one that moved on from Teddy Bridgewater. He's the one True. that did this. He's the one that fired his whole staff. He's the one that did all of this. You know, I mean, is that it's one thing for fans to be talking this kind of hyperbole. But I feel like he's the one that has done done even more of that. Right. You know, like, I mean, if you really, you're going to try to tell me a guy that comes out there and says the process is 1,000% working. That's what he told us. Yeah. And then he fired his whole fucking staff? Yeah. And now we need, we're looking staff. for a new quarterback? We're like, I mean, if that's the case, that I mean, like, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. That's right. I mean, and that's and that's my whole point is like I'm not rooting against him. Is I feel like he's the one digging his grave. Oh, it's one thousand percent working. So I'm gonna fire everybody that I said I didn't have any belief in. Right. 
And how about how, how about we know that there. he says things that ends up being contradictory? He'll praise a player, and then the next week they're being cut or traded out of town. The man says one thing and does another. Right back where I'm from, you call that talking out of both sides of your mouth. I thought the craziest thing was when he came on WFNZ, and I give him props for going on there in a tough situation at a moment where everybody wanted, with the pitchforks, were out. And he went up there, and he talked almost too much. But I give him, in one hand, I give him, do you remember when we played the clips, Cody? And he was like, this was yeah. what we were trying to do. And then we were going to yes. try to position ourselves to do, to they draft the Patrick Mahomes. Like he had a great plan and then he didn't do any of that. Instantly <laughs> abandoned it. The, the, the moment the going got rough, this is not fucking, I'm out wrong. This is some different shit, bro. Uh, like, dude, yeah, the man has zero conviction. Zero conviction. I'm worried you know? about him. I mean, I want like look, it's not us just being negative, bro. He fired everybody, not us. And by the way, do people think that we want to come up here every Tuesday night and every Sunday night and be negative? Oh, I do. Fuck sure. no. The reason we're so negative is because we don't get the chance to talk about a winning football team. And Gardner Minshew just pulled this. ahead in the polls. And Matt Rule is primarily the reason why we are not cheering for a good football team right now. He's the reason why we have to be so matter-of-fact and frank <laughs> with all of our viewers about what's actually happening with this football team. CK, did, oh, what, yeah. you, you want to come up here and be negative? You're like the nicest person on the – you and Greg are the nice people. No, you gotta, you're like the children that watch their parents fight and almost get divorced. They're, you're also like my real children. <laughs> me and uh, Cody are like, four, I'm younger than that. Cody. Like, uh, me about by, by four months only. So, I know. I'm saying, well, I'm fighting with your, with, uh, we're a gay couple up here. We've been fighting and you're our adopted so Cody's children. My, Cody's my stepdad. Yeah. I'm your dad, your stepdad, too. All right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, You're in trouble as your parents are just uh, in a dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. It's uh, like, here's the thing that's tough about this is like, we've had a taste of the high life, right? And, you know, I'll highlight Zed, you know, what he says. It's not as bad as the 97 to 02 stretch. Well, the problem with that 97 to 02 stretch is we hadn't really understood what the highs were. True. Right. You expect, and you also uh, expected to kind of be bad, right? And so, with with that, the expectation right now, the problem I have with this organization and the fact that you are seeing people turn away our organization for an opportunity for free agency, for trade options, for hiring as being hired as a coach, right? As an offensive coordinator, people who are trying to get jobs at, that are better than the jobs they currently have to prove themselves, they are turning down the Carolina Panthers before even given an opportunity to hear what we have to say, right? That makes me feel very similar to what the Bills were 10 years ago, to what the Browns were for a decade, the Bengals were for decades. You know, I am not in a, I, I don't feel great about where we're at. And there are, this is waves and this is hopefully things that'll be, uh, we'll be on the other side of this hill and 
think that this is absolutely hysterical that we were talking about the cliff being as close as it was to us, right? You know, and this moment, right? But I just, I don't see us, I don't see a path forward that has us being successful in the next five years. And that's why it is very difficult to come up here and talk about anything positive with this organization, aside from the possibility of Matt Rule being fired, right? That That's a positive I think we all would be looking for at this point. It's like addition by subtraction at this point. All right. And you know what is I hope, I hope he changes our mind. I, do, I, I honestly, hope he I, changes our mind. I swear to God, do. but I just don't even see a, a real pathway to that. Can we talk and about I, the fact that the majority of the people on this panel were very optimistic with Matt? Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. We're excited people. about new blood, about a guy who said these right things. Who was talking has, about franchise building for the long term? And then he did not other programs, other college programs, right? And then so, he didn't do any of this shit. Like this None is of- this is the problem is is like this is the bed that Matt Rule has made. You want to talk about us being negative and talking these negative things about this this guy? Well, the problem is he has done. We have given we gave him the benefit of the doubt the first year, right? He, he And they did what we wanted them to do, which was get rid of Teddy Bridgewater, but then he replaced him with Sam Darnold, and then they decided to sign his fifth-year option, right? Those are like the, that. It's just these little steps forward that were just the, leaning us to this idea that Matt Rule is not nearly the, the, the head coach that we were hoping that he was going to be. And that is why it's very difficult to show any type of positive thinking or positive hopes or dreams for Matt Rule's future here with the Carolinas, because right now I see very little potential with what he is capable of doing. I haven't seen like in the, like if you want to look at the the coaches that are out there right now, the majority of them had success within their first two or three seasons. If Matt Rule isn't successful this year, he is a bust, no questions asked. The one thing I disagree with uh, your comment is us wanting to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. And what I mean by that is, is, and I will be very frank, is that, I mean, there was not any love for Teddy Bridgewater on right. this podcast. None. There was none. none. But it wasn't a just move off of Teddy Bridgewater to move off of Teddy Bridgewater for <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Right. Like, that's the, like, it was this. It was just like, hey, Teddy, you signed him to the three-year deal. You paid him this starter money and it felt a little over the top and unnecessary right but the point was is moving on from him you're supposed to allow us to bitch you're supposed to allow fans to bitch us to say that this sucks this is terrible he sucks but like you're the one that like he's worse than us that's my point is like he was worse than us is that he you don't right a wrong with another wrong yeah like well, at, that, at the no, end of the cool. day is like imagine if you took your date to a restaurant and the food sucked so then you immediately took her to a place where you knew the food was going to suck too like that doesn't fix the situation we should have just instead sat at of giving her a ride home you make her take the bus <laughs> yeah, it was just like that was the thing is none of us thought Teddy Bridgewater was the answer, but they made the decision. They did it. And we felt a little stuck with it. 
and we're allowed to bitch with it. He's making $60 million. We can talk shit. But then you went down. That's the problem, man. All right, let's go. We are allowed to bitch because we are embarrassed, like it says right here. And we can talk shit, man. If you can talk shit about if Green Bay Packer fans can talk, if New England Patriot fans can talk shit about Mac Jones this year, we can talk shit about Teddy Bridgewater. And you damn sure we can talk about this shit about Sam Darnold. And you damn sure we can talk shit now about Matt Fool. Hey, it's Scott from uh, Winston Salem. Here's my question. Why do we want Deshaun Watson? I know that everybody wants him because he's a good football player. However, dude, he's going to have baggage. Even if he's found not guilty, there's still the looming protest from all the women's advocates, which would be rightfully so. And plus, you look at Pete Rose. Pete Rose got caught for gambling. Okay? He's not in the Hall of Fame. Doesn't matter what type of football player Deshaun Watson's going to be. He won't go. Barry Bonds got caught PEDs. Mark McGuire got caught PEDs. Sammy Sosa. And they got caught, and it was over with. They still play ball, and they have these records with asterisks beside it. And they're not Hall of Fame. They're Hall of Fame caliber, but they got caught. And if Deshaun Watson's found not guilty, so be it. I agree. He's not guilty. He's a free man. However, dude, it's just that baggage. I don't think we need to go after Deshaun Watson personally. I like Russell Wilson if we're going to go after anybody. And if we need to stop that quarterback until we can find ours, yeah, Derek Carr, he's a good choice. He's a mediocre, and he he, he was good for the Raiders. But you got to have the pieces around you. I still say offensive line as a quarterback, and I know that's going to be a topic of discussion. And I'm open for it. Hey, I, I like you guys, uh, the way you talk about it. I mean, everybody puts their points on the table. I do not think we need Deshaun Watson because he's going to, even like I said, he's found not guilty. He's still going to bring the baggage. He's going to bring all these groups pressure in the NFL. Now, you watch. There'll be something where some fines or something gets levied or they suspend him or just ethics and moral because that is in those NFL contracts about moral obligations. And he may be found guilty, not guilty, but <clears throat> I believe the NFL will do something where he don't play. I mean, there will be some stipulation he violates in the contract or NFL laws. I mean, there's always those fine lines. But uh, anyway, love the show. Like I said, I need think we need to go offensive line, get us some tackles, and maybe some uh, middle good middle linebackers that can stop that run, maybe within three or four yards of the line of scrimmage, and maybe Russell Wilson. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Deshaun fan, too. He's a good football player, but, dude, he's going to bring baggage. And that's pretty much what I got to say about it. But uh, love to hear you guys talk. And uh, you guys do a fantastic job. Keep it up. And keep pounding. Thank you, man. Keep pounding. Greg, do you want to jump on that first? Yeah, I was going to say it must be that Winston-Salem air because I agree with everything that caller says right there. And I've always loved Russell Wilson. I think that'd be a great – he's a guy we could have for the next few years. That's a franchise guy. But we're – he's he. we need more than him to fix. It's not – that would be an injustice to Russell Wilson, but I would love to have him. But also, this guy's like I said, we're breathing the same air, man. Winston Salem. Uh, I just don't with Deshaun Watson. I'm just done with it. I was ready to be done with the conversation. Just I don't want to, you know, he's not coming here. I don't want the baggage that comes with him. I, I'd like Deshaun Watson as a player and pre this, yes, but now I just, just want to be done with it. I agree. I think that, but I also I just want to make I set the expectations at a certain level with you guys. In the midst of lawsuits, in the midst of not even playing for his team when we were 
trying to possibly trade for him, he said no to our organization. Deshaun Watson, right? In the midst, in the heat of it all, when things were at its worst for Deshaun Watson, he said no to the Carolina Panthers. If he is vindicated, then then I don't think that we have a shot in hell at him. The second thing, do you want a player that has turned down your organization? Like, that's like basically kind of going back to the Matt Rule thing. Well, you know, Giants, they offered me this. Are you willing to match? No? Okay, well, I'm yes. going to be a Carolina The fan. answer is yes. Is I still want to screw the girl that said no to me the first time. Well, you can, you can but you're not going to want to marry her. Man, you can win some people around. Listen, I mean, here's the thing is he doesn't want to be here, and I think that's something that uh, should be clear, but I also think that in his worst, he wasn't able to say yes to us. I don't think in his best he's going to want to be here either, and the reason I bring that up, because the whole Russell Wilson side of things, as much as I like the idea, anybody that you consider a top 10 quarterback in this league, mark them off the list to come to Carolina. They do not want to be here right now. Until we fix some shit, they are not going to waive any type of clause. They are not going to, and I can tell you this much, Seattle, if that is an option, they are not going to trade Russell Wilson to a place he doesn't want to go, even if there is a no-trade clause, you know, even if he doesn't have that, which I think he does. Um, so, I again, at this point in time, you guys got to start looking at the Kirk Cousins. You got to yeah. start looking at the, yeah. or just realize we're going to be moving or forward. Just with draft or just drafting. Just draft. Yeah, just draft and trying to, maybe you can't just fix it overnight. So listen, you know, being a Carolina Panthers fan has, you know, basically forced me into being a realist, right? I know pretty much what we're in for. We're going to either draft Kenny Pickett, which I'm not even saying I have a problem with, or we're going to get one of these mid-level quarterbacks that are cheaper, either a Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins or Gardner Minshew just to placate Tony. Um, but whenever it gets to Deshaun Watson, I feel like, you know, I'm the only one that everyone knows I'm a, I'm a Clemson fan. So everybody just like kind of goes at me when it comes to the, the Deshaun Watson thing. I'll say this. I don't want a serial <laughs> sexual assaulter on our football team. If it proves to be true that he did all those things that he did, I'm 100% in agreement with that. And I know Deshaun Watson is not coming to Carolina. I, I'm aware of all of these things. To what the caller was saying about the, the protests and people having a problem with it. Listen, I hear that. There would no doubt be a bunch of upset people. The only thing that I'm saying is if Deshaun Watson came here to Carolina and started doing all the Deshaun Watson things that you would expect him to do, if the Panthers are 7-0 and with one of the most prolific offenses in the NFL, I guarantee you the people buying tickets to go to the football game will be far more than the money lost on people boycotting the Carolina Panthers. Winning cures everything, no matter how messed up. It doesn't make it right, though. It's the simple truth. It doesn't make it right, right, but it is the truth. I do, and I, I tried to say this, I think, last week when we were talking about this, is that even if, if, if somehow this just mysteriously goes away, Look, Greg Hardy was not convicted of any charges. I'm pretty sure if we went back and we looked at the Greg Hardy situation for Carolina, he was not convicted. The girl didn't come and 
you mean like she dropped the yep. claim. And he right. played football again. He played for Dallas. He did play. He did play again, but it was also at a time too where the domestic violence stuff was such a on the radar, right? Is what I'm saying is that all this is virtue, like you always say, is like this virtue signaling. Yes. And they would come and if he won, if we all of a sudden, which I do think is like, I only believe that like uh, those top tier are really going to change it around quickly. You know, like everything else is just kind of lateral for me at best. But I do think there is something to be said is that like, just because you're not criminally convicted, I just hate this, like speaking out of one side of my mouth, like, Oh, I'm Philip Morris, but I donate a lot to cancer prevention. Like, right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, okay. Like, I mean, you almost just own it and be the bad boys of the shit. I guess. I don't know. I just don't really, I just don't think him not these, it, like he's just in, completely exonerated just because there is no criminal charges. Now that doesn't mean that he shouldn't be playing. That doesn't mean that I even give a fuck if he's here. I do think this as I swear if Deshaun Watson comes here, we have to throw dildos on the field. Like, it just has to happen. Just like Buffalo, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. Next call. Pretty, there's hey, a joke with keep pounding in it. Oh, Lord. Scratch that. Uh, Baby Rhino here in Jamestown, North Carolina. Uh, your thoughts on the rumors coming out that the Panthers have called uh, about a trade for Kirk Cousins. Uh, if that's true, we are so. We've talked about this. Thank you. Um, you know what? We're we're split over this is uh, over the over Kirk Cousins as a talent, but really, all of this comes down to the cost. too. this comes down to the cost, not only right the monetary cost, but the trade cost. I saw someone in the chat put Derek Carr's name up there. Yeah, I like Derek. That's the name. I, I like that name. Do we want another yeah, car like in Carolina, though? Seriously? Right. All right. I agree. Right. Is that like you got a bad taste in your mouth? He is much okay. better than his brother. He brought a oh. cam, though, didn't he? It, 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 no, yeah, no, it, no. Derek Clawson bought us cam, and his brother was fucking good. The problem was, is do you know that David Carr holds the record one. for being sacked the most yeah. in a season? 76 times and guess what he's also third on the list at 73 times this poor dude in two years got sacked 150 fucking times like i mean he got ruined he got fucking ruined dude and like so i mean i don't like i do like make fun of him as not make fun of him but like he didn't turn out to be awesome didn't he have a glove i almost feel sorry for him was that, that car, didn't Carr have a glove on his throwing hand? He did. That was when yeah. he came to Carolina. He started doing that, and that's why we get the Teddy Bridgewater. Like all of these, there's too many things. But I think his brother has uh, done well or done okay. Like I actually think he is better than Kirk Cousins. Like I would take him over Kirk Cousins. I would say. Right. Um, 
the other he thing is, I just don't think franchise guy though, right? If you if you pick up car, I think he could have five years in him. Yeah, I think yeah, we could get five years guy. out of. But I don't think this is. I don't think. Um, what's his name that just went to Las Vegas? The coach, uh, uh my my uh, McDaniel's McDaniel, uh, whatever McDaniel's, yeah, is uh, I don't think he. I don't think they're. Tr- why would they move off of him? I just don't think that. Like, I don't think they're trying to prematurely move. All right, let's. How about this? You, you, you asked, hold on. Earlier, earlier, you asked if uh, 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 Cousins was in the same class of quarterback as Matthew Stafford, and I would say no, <clears throat> but I would say Derek Carr is. And if I'm being honest with you, I like Derek Carr more than I like Matthew Stafford. I like Derek Carr. I mean, that's the like. I'm not going to fight over that. I won't fight over that. I think the modern NFL. I think the modern NFL. It's so much easier if you have a mobile quarterback that can make throws on the run, that can be a threat to run with his legs. And David Carr is not that. But if you or Derek Carr rather, but if you are going to build a quarterback or or build a team around uh, a pocket passing quarterback. You can do much, much worse than Derek Carr, and I think that he's proven that um, over the last few years. I mean, you look at what he's done with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, who I know very well. I mean, that, Zay that Jones. guy is a dude. Yeah, Zay Jones, who had a career PCU. resurgence PCU. with the you. Raiders. Yeah, he kind of flamed out with Buffalo, and then he had a weird incident. Uh, yeah, where he, like, was I, he, I think he had that. Uh, I think he had what is that uh, crap he could smoke? That's like that's, um, uh, fake K2. weed or something where it makes you yeah. trip or so. I think they did K2. that or something. Yeah, but but yeah, is look actually. I think he's got kind of a look. Is that he's he's had the pressure of being the dude that's just got to get everything done. I mean, and look, it's like I just don't think he would be worse. I think he would be better than Jimmy G and. Kirk Cousins. I'll put that. Next call. Hey, fellas. What's good? It's Jason calling from Colorado. What's up, Jason? Uh, congratulations on a new year of, of podcasting. I'm Thank you. excited to be a part of it. It's been a while since I've called in, but with so much talk about this uh, Deshaun Watson trade, at least last week, I wanted to kind of reframe the discussion that y'all were having in that it seems like what was being discussed was un- completely under the assumption that none of these legal charges stick. And so basically what the situation is that if those, if that cost estimate is to be believed and we have to trade three first rounds and a couple of players, that's just to get a chance that Deshaun Watson will be able to play for us. Because as soon as that conditional circumstance is fulfilled, i.e. those legal charges are dropped or settled or, or whatever, as soon as they're wiped off the, the slate, you're going to have a bunch of teams jumping in front of us in the line who have more to spend, who have deeper pockets. And I just don't see that as being a, a, a winnable situation for us. So either it's going to be too expensive and we can't get him right. or we're mortgaging our entire future for just a chance that he can and does play incredibly well. And in my opinion, I don't think that's worth it. I like the, the reference that, that Tony was making in terms of you look at – players who were kneeling during the national anthem and it seems like the the response to their action was 10 times what you're seeing against Deshaun Watson and to me I don't I find that disgusting and I want to push back on what Joey was saying he called in and was saying that um 
you know, if you're if you're not going to be a fan when the team goes and signs this complete dirt bag of a player, that you weren't a real fan in the first place. And I just I, I've said it before, I, I'll say it again, and I'll, I'm going to stick with that for as long as I live. There are more important things than football. One of the things that drew me to the Panthers when I first became a fan was the character of the guys on the field. Not only were they great players on the field, you have guys like Cam Newton, Greg Olson, Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley. I mean, they were not just tremendous football players, but they were pillars of the community as well. Yeah. And that's something that really set the Panthers apart in my eyes. And uh, I also wanted to push back against the idea that everyone's saying that David Tepper is going to, he, he has to get his hands in the pot. He's going to swing for the fences, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to just point out again that all football decisions are up to Matt Rule. It's written into his contract. That's the reason that he took this job is because he was given full control. Now, there is a possibility that he does what he thinks Pepper wants to save his job, but I don't know if that's going to be, you know, you can kiss ass all you want. It's still not going to save, save your job. If it doesn't work out the way that you think it will, then you're going to get fired either way. If you make that trade and it doesn't work out, you're fired. If you make the, or don't make the trade and it doesn't work out, you're fired. So in my eyes, you're going to make the decision. He is going to make the decision that he thinks is best for the team. And um, I just – Oh, well, got caught off. by the time limit, but that man, a great call. Look, I, li- I like the call the, because very specific and the things that we've been talking about. Right. Um, and I agree. Look, is this is I just my whole thing is, is don't say that you care about character. And then at the first moment. That you could just win an extra three more games do it you know what i'm saying like i mean either like i i and i feel like the nfl is just bullshit about that like that's the kind of been the problem with the nfl is like they're like oh we care about the troops and then we care about this and we care about that and then you see all these like and it's just kind of grimy and this and that just fucking say look we make more money than anybody in the world and we do the best we can that's what I would say. I, it's like, I, I, so look, I, I hear that and I, I hear everything that Jason is saying. And, you know, you know, for the large part of it, I agree. Um, but Jason, if you have an issue with it, your issue should truly be with David Tepper. Because what we are learning now, if you believe the rumors, is that David Tepper, even it, when, even before, I mean, the trial to date still has not happened for Deshaun Watson. And if the rumors are to be believed, the Panthers were willing to trade for him last year, even with all these, you know, charges being levied against him. It didn't really matter too much to Matt Rule. I mean, to to Matt Rule or to uh, David Tepper. So I understand what you're saying. Um, I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, we all can be realistic enough and Every day that goes by is less and less likely. It looks like that Deshaun Watson is going to be a Carolina Panther. I think we're awake to that. I feel like most of our conversations, you know, I, you know, myself included, as a once upon a time super fan of Deshaun Watson, have been very clear that it, when we're talking about Deshaun Watson as a Carolina Panther, this is if a man has been cleared of all these charges that are levied against him. And whether anyone likes it or not, going back to the Greg Hardy example, 
if a player is proven innocent, then the NFL has no reason to suspend you or, you know, make you out to be some villain. You are innocent in a court of law. And that will be the only thing that matters to all these football teams. Because I'm telling you what, you might not want it to be the Carolina Panthers, and I don't think it will be. But Deshaun Watson isn't going to play football again. It, you know, if, well, if, well, if we actually career, don't know that. We have no idea if that's true. Like at this point, he has played such if hard he is found, If he is found innocent, which he might not. And I'm not saying he might know if it doesn't go to trial. It could take so long. Cody, this is taking way longer than anyone thought it would. Right. I is that like Kevin has been saying he could face day. suspension? We don't know. Right. Did CK have to leave? Just because. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CK, Please. love you, brother. Uh, I do want to say, because we got some few, a few more calls to go. So y'all call it a night if you got to. The the one thing about the Deshaun Watt. Look, I just comes back to a story that this lady once told me. I heard this lady. She said once is that she would pull up. She saw this car accident. And there was like a puppy in the car. And she was like, I have to stop and help this person. But she would not stop and help a person like a person that was in an accident. You know, it's like I just feel like we pick people that we demonize and we pick people that we forgive on such weird kind of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and it's maybe what's going on at the time. And I'm not saying that we need to demonize Deshaun Watson, right? But it's just funny how, like, we will let somebody run over, like, kill somebody and be like, oh, they should be forgiven. And then Mike Vick killed a dog. And you're like, oh, my God, give this mug a death penalty. It's just interesting to me. What I'm just saying is this, is we pick people we pick people that we care about their crimes and we pick people that we dismiss their crimes. And you kind of got to get used to that in the world when you deal with people because we're so imperfect and there's going to be all this crazy shit. I just hate teams that try to over... I feel like the Panthers have tried to oversell their character component. And then on the other hand, they're like, oh, well, let's go do get Deshaun Watson. Like... Just say we're trying to win at all costs. That's what it is. That's all it that's would, what I would be. Just, just be honest about it. All right, let's go to the next call. We got to power through. Oh, my God. We've been going too long. Battle How many calls there, but, um, if, in, in my like eyes, six I see more. The best path forward to success for our franchise is to build the put the pieces in place so that when you do draft a, a franchise quarterback, that they have those pieces in place around them to succeed. I, you mentioned that there's more than one way to skin a cat, and this last Super Bowl really showed us that, that there was, you know, one team who sold all of their future, and they managed to get some superstars. They put together a championship, and now you have players like Aaron Donald, even even the coach, Sean McVay, who now that the, they, they don't have any draft capital, they don't have any money to work with, that they're gonna that they're contemplating retiring. And I think you see the same thing with, with uh, Sean Payton over in New Orleans, that they've kicked the can so far on, the, on their – salary cap that now is in an untenable position and he just leaves so what what situation does that put their their franchise in in, in my eyes if, if we're able to trade back in in the first round and let somebody else 
take one of these quarterbacks, none of which have really a first-round grade on them. At least most of the scouts are pretty down on this year's quarterback class. I don't know if any teams are really even going to be wanting to trade up, but if we could shop that around, potentially recoup some day two or three picks, pick a good lineman like like Linderbaum or or a tackle, it, it, that would put the p- pieces in place. We could trot out Sam Darnold or even go out and pick up a quarterback in free agency. If the Eagles sign somebody else and they uh, don't want to keep, hang on to Jalen Hurts, maybe we could pick up somebody like that. Or, you know, there's other options that we could use. And then best case scenario, we're better than we think. We even make a run at the playoffs. And worst case scenario, we do poorly this next season where we have a high draft pick for the following year. And maybe even Matt Rule gets fired and there's a new coach that comes in and they have the, the option of building the franchise the way that they That's want to be. That's the right. And conversely, if we go all in on a quarterback this year and it doesn't work out and then Matt Rule gets fired, you get another co- coach that comes in and they don't like the quarterback choice that was made this year. Now you're starting all over again, but you have no picks and no cap to work with. So it just it seems like the path forward is pretty clear cut for our organization. And I want to hear what you guys' thoughts were. Um, I appreciate all the work that you do keeping this podcast running. It's a really great thing for Panther Nation. Thank you so much for that call. Look, I agree with it. And the only thing that I would say is we should have done that last year. We should have done it the year before. Like that has been the the and again, the people that say that we've been overly critical about Matt Rule, the problem is, is he's, we wanted them to rebuild. Yep. We wanted the Carolina Panthers to rebuild. They didn't. And now they don't want to rebuild it. So now is it? Yes. The, the answer is, is to not go trade. The answer is to not overpay. The answer is to do this the right way. The problem is they don't want to do that. And Matt Rule's going to get fired if he does. Yeah. And just to quickly add on to that, um, you know, there is uh, Daniel Jeremiah. Uh, he was on one of those shows and he said he went down to the senior bowl talking to people there. And as much as the quarterback is the topic of conversation, they know their O line stinks and they have to address it. So I don't like having a gun to your head in the draft, but I almost got the sense that they have a proverbial gun to their head that they have to address the O line. So that, that would doesn't be good. That, so, right. So that doesn't lend itself to best player available. That's screaming need. And uh, to your point, that's what I think our caller is talking about. You know, taking one of the better offensive linemen, like a Tyler Linderbaum, like a Charles Cross, and just saying, Let's you know, do it what? right. Yeah. And by the way, you know, when we talk about quarterbacks, there are quarterbacks that are coming out all the time that nobody knew the year before. Literally, nobody expected Joe Burrow to be the kind of pick and player that he was. Well, literally, he was the number one pick like, of the draft. I'm saying before yeah, that not, season, not Tony. The best no, Tony. No, it is. Before that season, Joe Burrow came oh. out of nowhere. You mean that college. season put him on the map? He was a fifth. He was projected to be a fifth round pick the year before. And then he ended up being the first quarterback taken in the draft. You never know what kind of players are just going to pop up next year or the year before that the Panthers might be in a better position to take. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the next right, – I got you. Now I'm following. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and even, a guy like, yeah, even a guy like Justin Herbert, right? Nobody – if you looked at this college film, 
Nobody thought that he was again. The whole point is this is just where the problem is, is we just should have done this two years ago. We should have done this this past year. You know, that's the whole thing is now you're doing it. And poor, I won't say poor Matt rule. He's the, he's got to lay in the bed. He's got to lay in the bed. He made this bed, but he's the one that didn't do his own plan. We should have done this, the build in the right way, but no, you overpaid Teddy. Then you trade over traded for Sam. That's the thing. We want you to do exactly that. If we pick an offensive lineman at six, and we have a boring draft where we pick two offensive linemen and get a lot and a linebacker, and that's it. I'm sitting here going, you know what? That's a good draft for us. It's not going to pay off right away. All of a sudden, we're not going to be great, but it is working in the right direction. I just don't know if this team, yeah, I don't know if Matt Rule has the leash ultimately to do it the right way now after he's fucked up so many times yeah that's it it's like i mean that's the uh, scary part like if they draft a i swear to god is that drafting an offensive lineman i'm gonna clap they draft if they don't move anywhere and they just sit at six and they pick the cross guy i'm gonna be like love it so happy hope he works out also know that matt rule likely won't have a job in 2023 yeah. Or hey, uh, just... No, no, you're right. That's 100% right. Uh, I think Greg had to had to jump out of here, so I wanted to take a take a moment to give our brother the bat daddy a, a chance to say uh, whatever he wants to say. Man, the floor is yours, bat daddy. Oh, I appreciate it, man. It's always fun talking Panthers football. With you guys, you're right? Tuesday nights are you know one of the best nights of the week for me. This is always a fun That's time, right. man. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, sorry, work calls early. Got to get out of here. I'm getting pretty tired. I'm getting old. It's not getting easy to stay up late. <laughs> um, but yeah, check me out Fridays, Super Civil Certain Podcast at the Bad Eddie Fifty Two on Twitter. Thanks, check Greg. Man, out, we appreciate man. the support, y'all. Keep on. All right, um, yeah, later, let's power through these calls, Cody. Let's do it. What's up, C3? It's your boy, Big Nasty. This what is up? a first-time call. I was wanting to What's talk up? Thanks for the call, about, bro. You know, the quarterback situation. Um, Kirk Cousins, no. Next. Uh, but I really wanted, you know, to shout out to Cody, um, the draft guru, and what his thoughts were on Kenny Pickett. I know he's talked about it before, but I just don't see – I just don't see it. You know, the main thing is when I look at a quarterback – in drafting one, I got to find some elite traits, and I just don't see any in Kenny Pickett. You know, arm strength? No. Does he have arm strength with Jonathan Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Rogers, or Herbert? Nope. What about running? Can he run like Lamar Jackson, Colin Murray, or Cam? Nope. Footwork like Breeze or Rogers or Manning? Nope. Accuracy like Breeze, Brady, Russell Wilson? Nope. What is it that makes him a top ten pick? I just don't see it at all. My main thing is I think Rule needs to be forced to stick with Darnold because he made this choice. Um, and then I'm hoping we just draft best player available this year and then uh, eat Sam's contract and then cut his ass next year or let him walk, whatever, and then let the new coach draft and have the cap room. Because um, this is a build. I mean, we got another two or three years building. Um, anyway, let me know you guys' thoughts. Thanks. One, thanks you for the call, man. Fantastic. Um, I mean, listen, as far as um, Kenny Pickett is concerned, so 
if you ask me what is elite about him, I would say nothing. I would agree with you. But part of the reasons why he is being evaluated so highly is even though he isn't great in any one aspect or any one area, he's, you know, good at all of them. I would say that he is a well-rounded prospect. Does he have the strongest arm? No, but he doesn't have a weak arm either. You know, would I, would I dub him a mobile quarterback? No, but he's not a statue either. The man has been known to run and put his shoulder down and, and fight for yards. Uh, is he the most accurate quarterback? No, but is he inaccurate? Well, no, he's not that either. He threw for 42 touchdowns against seven interceptions. Um, you know, he does everything really good, but nothing exceptional. And really, that's kind of the, the best answer that I can give you. Uh, I mean, there are certainly, um, you know, more evaluations to be made about Kenny Pickett. He's only had one true year of fantastic film. But, yeah, these are the questions that everybody's asking right now. And, um, you know, I, I, I think his ability to do everything at a higher than average level is putting him into that conversation. All right, let's go. To the, uh, you know, I agree with all of that. I agree with a uh, good, good perspective here. Let's go to the next call. Hey, guys. Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. What's up, Chuck? Calling in early this morning. Probably call you all again later. This is a shout-out to Cody. Told you I play him out of order. Cody, happy birthday, brother. Ooh, thank you so day much, for you. man. And uh, you got to stop working and watching that film long enough to celebrate and have a piece of cake. Take care. <laughs> hey, thank oh, you nice, so much, nice. man. That was Good very call. nice of you, Chuck. I didn't have any cake, but my mom made a cornbread that was damn Ooh. near like eating a cake, man. I Dude, you, it was man. one of the best cornbreads I've ever had, man. Shout out to Mama. All right, next call. Hey, this is Kevin from Charleston, and uh, hold on. I never heard of you. Oh, excuse me, I'm, I'm taking a Kirk Cousins right now. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, wide open DJ Moore right down the middle. <laughs> oh, did you see that pick? Uh, there's uh, one um, clip flying around of Kirk Cousins where he threw and was against the Bears. And I put it up on Twitter and I said it must have been primetime. I was just guessing. And everybody was like, yep, it was. It was Monday night. And he just threw this punt. And like somebody goes, I thought it was a punt, a punt. And like and there was nobody around. It was here's the thing, Kirk Cousins and I. Um, here's where stats lie, folks. Stats can lie. You know, is that he's got all of this like touchdowns to interceptions, completion made these things, but at the end of the day, a lot of people who I know who have been fans of the Washington football, the Washington commanders now, the Minnesota Vikings, they say just doesn't show, he doesn't show up at the right time, you know, or like, I mean, and those primetime games that pretty much is everybody that I know that gambles says, do not bet on Kirk Cousins in the primetime. Yep. And that's where it fits right in Carolina. Boom, that black on black, Kirk Cousins, black on black on a Thursday night. Call it a day. I won't even do the show. Um, Cody, the I was gonna say, I had Vikings fans in my mentions 
when I was going on tirades yesterday, begging me, begging us to take Kirk Cousins off their hands. Like right. they're also like, whatever. This guy is just whatever. You well, know? I saw a stat. I saw somebody, and there was this is like people arguing. It was like head coach, like real coaches arguing about. And we've heard this too. We even heard uh, Phil Snow say. I don't really care about how many rushing yards they had overall, but how many yards they had per carry. And I think that that is, I like, I understand in one way where they're coming from, right? Like is that um, if you rush the ball a hundred times and you get a hundred yards rushing, it's, it's not the same as a team that ran 20 times and got a hundred yards rushing. I understand that. But at the end of the day, like you can't also dismiss the fact that they had a 3.2 yard per carry, but they destroyed you. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I just feel like we can, like, if you only look at stats in a vacuum, it's bullshit. So I don't think it's about only one thing. And I don't like to look at that. So like, so yeah, they said Carolina was good again. That's what Phil Snow told us. We were good against the run this year. That's what he told yeah. us. And uh, I watched man. the games and I just was like, no, we weren't. We might not have been awful against the run, but we weren't good against the run when it mattered. Yeah. Hey, how about you know what? Somebody said they're gonna get ice up. Somebody is yeah, I saw how about how about something far more interesting? Dan Floyd in our chat has never had cornbread or even knows what's in gumbo. We gotta take it over, man. Bro, we need to a little that's like that's like literally all of my family's staple foods, my man. So I think it is this, and I'm probably going to screw it up. The Trinity, the Holy Trinity for New Orleans people, right? And gumbo, like what you start, I think it's onions, carrots, green peppers. Yeah, which is funny because green peppers is definitely a staple, but I never had it in my food growing up because my mother in gumbo, Louisiana, my mother never uses uh, green or red onions. She just she doesn't no, like them. Green so I never, I never, not green. Yeah, onion. but I mean, yeah, yeah I, that's what I meant to say. Peppers. Oh, uh, yeah, the and, Trinity. Uh, that's the Holy Trinity. Yeah, it, it, I think it that's is. the Trinity. But dude, that's or it. Hey, I'm gonna look it up. Look this it up. weekend, uh, I had some crawfish etouffee. Oh my! Oh, nice. My mommy. Nice. I haven't had. You guys are before. from New Orleans. Yeah, man, I got that uh, right. that New Orleans blood in me. And three calls. We got to get two. Ooh, mm-hmm. like all that. Mm-hmm. Three calls. Let's go. There's a long one right here. Yo, what's up, guys? It's KB. What's up, KB? Happy birthday, Cody. Ooh, That's happy birthday. One, man. Appreciate hey, you, listen, brother. I love your guys' content. I, I don't just like it. I love your guys' content. Cody, you're awesome. Fellow Clemson fan here, brother. We got to get up soon. Hey, my man. Games next season. I love you guys. Thank but you. Y'all are absolutely dead wrong about Malik Willis. I was cringing the entire time you guys were covering his mm. highlight video and talking about him like he was like the next greatest thing. It was it was absolutely I was cringing. You guys, y'all were literally talking about his arm strength and the power of his arm and look at that ball as it comes out like a rocket it, when he missed the throw. Not only does he miss these throws that you're complimenting him on arm strength on and all this stuff, but bro, like 
he completely, he completely made the wrong decision. He's throwing it to the wrong wide receiver. You see it in the first few highlights of that Syracuse video, right? He throws that out route to the, to, I think it was a number three or, or a two receiver on the right side of the field. That corner yeah. was anticipating that out cut and him throwing there. The corner was there and he threw it. Bro, this, bro, Malik time and time again cannot make the right decisions. Now, what is, now here's the question. Here wow. is the question we all should be asking. It's not his talent. It's not his measurables. All right, or his or his stats or potential. All right, is can he learn an NFL offense? Because right now he's a worse Lamar Jackson. He's a worse Lamar Jackson. He's a step mm, above uh, Marcus Vick. Of course okay? he is. And, it's not even close to Lamar Jackson. From from Michael Vick. All right. So like a little bit of a down. Michael Vick was Michael badass, Vick. Right. bro. He, he's he's a pure scrambler who can throw a little bit. He's not that great of a thrower. He's just not. He, at least he hasn't shown it to making the right decisions. And that's what the NFL comes down to. I don't care what y'all say about what prospect uh, a quarterback. It comes down to decision-making. That's what it comes down to. That's what's made Tom Brady so successful. That's what has made Patrick Mahomes so successful. That has what, that's what elongated Matthew Stafford's career. Guys like Joe Flacco, Peyton Manning with no athletes. Matt Stafford threw the most all. interceptions in the league this year. Okay, it's decision making. It's not necessarily the arm strength. It's 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 what do you do? How do you process the field? How do you process defenses and read coverages? Can Malik do that? I don't know because we haven't seen it yet. But I sure as hell am not wasting any any pick and within the top fifty with Malik Willis. I am staying as far away from him as I can. Give Sam Darnold. Another chance because screw it, you know, there's no better option with the salary cap we got. So let's just roll with Sam Darnold. Let's get some good off. KB, thank you for the call, man. So, one, I can kind of reverse that back on you. I can say that you're nitpicking a little. So, one, that throw that you're talking about directly to the sideline, that wasn't a bad throw and it wasn't a bad decision. That defender, that cornerback, made a very good play on the football. That was a throw from the opposite hash to the sideline. Those are the power and arm talent throws that were on display. And that's what I was pointing out in that clip, right? I am not telling anyone that Malik Willis is a finished prospect. What I am telling you is that if you've been paying attention to the draft in the past few years, there have been a number of quarterbacks with high-end athletic traits that got passed over because they didn't think that these guys would be able to pick up an NFL offense and be able to make the right decision and be able to go through multiple reads. And we have seen recently that a lot of these NFL talent evaluators have been wrong. Now, there is a bunch of evidence of him making great decisions and then him making some bad ones. But just because Malik Willis was in an offense where they didn't ask him to make full-field reads that isn't necessarily an indictment on Malik Willis saying that he can never do it or that he can never develop those you know, abilities over time. It will take time. He is the type of quarterback that you build around, similar to what the 49ers are doing with Trey Lance. I do not think he would be ready to be a day one starter for the Carolina Panthers. But if you're not able to look at the incredible talent that Malik Willis possesses and don't think that you can make something out of that, 
I don't know what to tell you, man. Maybe you're right, but the, the man has undeniable physical talent, both on the feet and as a passer. I um, agree with the call um, out of one side of my mouth and disagree in the other side. And first, I think he's probably right. Is like he's probably not a top 50 in reality. Like it would be better in a different year to pick him in like the third round or do something like that. But look, is Lamar Jackson was way better coming out of college. Like, I mean, oh, it was well, almost, I mean, they were, they were trying to tell us that he should be a receiver and this and that. Like, it was a shame on us and the whole world for what they said about Lamar Jackson, number one. Uh, number two, when it comes to Malik Willis, I don't think we really got to see a lot of him making bad decisions or good decisions. And I'm you know, not done it's like, is that, room, we're going to do more at some point. All right, yeah, let's let's see some more. Number three, um. Uh, Matt Stafford threw the most picks in the whole NFL this year. Yeah, most pick sixes for sure, too. No, the most interceptions. Like, he was tied for the most right, interceptions he, in the entire yeah. NFL. So, I was like, all right. So, wait. Wait a minute. He, he, also, threw decision the most, he also threw the most pick sixes. Like, yeah, to the house. Right. So, he... So, I'm not trying... I think that the concerns of Malik Willis are warranted. I do think those... But I just don't, I'm not ready to say he can't. He can't do that. And Mike Vick was way better. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Mike Vick could yeah, throw I mean, the football, like, out of the fucking stadium. He was yeah, crazy, yeah. dude. I yeah, hated I mean, that, dude. All, I hate all the, that him, him and Lamar, that's why they get compared. They have all the talent in the world. The arm. Mike Vick was... Like a mini Cam Newton. Like he had, he was like a, he's like a little Michael Jordan on the field. Fucking hated Mike I would Vick. still, I'd still take prime Cam Newton over prime Mike Vick. Well, just because he was big. Actually, you know what? I don't know. Mike Vick. Uh, he's bigger, stronger. I think he's yeah, a better passer. Give me that. But Mike Vick got it done, bro. That dude was fucking, I fucking hate that dude. All right, we got two more calls. Let's get I mean, I hate Hey, guys, it's Joey, and uh, I heard y'all talking about that rumor about trading Robbie Anderson back to New York. That's a godsend, dude. We we definitely need those picks, and I'm not very fond of Robbie Anderson. Let's put it that way. No, let's not put it that way. I just sugarcoat it. He's a bitch. You just get the hell out of here by any means necessary. So, uh, yeah, dude, trading back to that shit show, that is the New York Jets. We know what they're good for, high draft picks. And even though, like, we're not going to get any first round, their third round draft picks are going to be high in that round because the New York Jets, they fucking suck. So, uh, yeah, great idea. Please, please, I hope they do that. I don't. I don't care if our wide receiver core sucks, but after that, dumbass called us a bunch of fake fans when he ain't shit. Yeah, he needs to go. Anyway, guys, that get him. Wow, wow, 
Get him, Joey. Get him, Joey. Robbie, see, Robbie poked the wrong person. He needed to just try to remain the fan favorite. Yeah. He needed, you know, like the guy that people thought had a cool, cool personality and wild hair. I want to go back to this uh, about Mike Vick. Mike Vick fucking destroyed the ECU Pirates when he played at Virginia Tech. I mean, fucking two years in a row just annihilated us. And then he goes and plays for the Falcons and annihilates my favorite pro team. It was, there was nobody I have hated more in the NFL. How about this? I am the only person. I think I may be the only person in the world that likes Mike Vick more after the dog shit than after. Like, I mean, but then before, excuse me, after the dog murders than before. I'm the only person that said this is five. Okay, man, he went to jail. Then he went to the NFC East. He played for the Eagles. Finally, see you later, Mike Vick. I cheered for him after that. I fucking hated this dude before he was killing them dogs and when he was in Atlanta. I hated him. He was a fucking Panther murderer for a long time. And I was at this game where this dude fucking defied gravity and dove from the five-yard line and scored this touchdown, and he hovered over the fucking grass like this. And we all watched it on the replay. We were like, oh, he was down. He was down. And then we all watched him. We're like, he won't down. That motherfucker. I hated Mike Vick. All right, last call. Hey, guys. What's going on? I'll be honest with you. This is 100% on coaching staff. Um, Sam Darnold, Cam Newton. I know we didn't know anything about Sam. We knew Cam was washed up, but they had that Taysom Hill. They could have played it right, but they didn't. Instead, they started benching Cam, benching Sam, benching Cam. That's just not you can't you can't build morale that way. Um, I don't know. We're stuck with Sam Donald. I think stick with him. I would bring Cam back one more year and maybe try that. Say maybe try that Taysom Hill, Drew Brees offense. Like I said before, put Christian McCaffrey at wide out. Uh, if Robbie Anderson wants to go, you got some draft picks there or some trades there. Um, I don't know. I, I, it all falls to me. It falls on Matt Rule. He's just the worst Carolina Panthers coach of all time. But maybe he'll figure it <laughs> he out. He said the know. worst of all it. time. Good guy. Anyways, just my two cents. I mean, to be honest. He technically is the worst coach of all time. Like we had Seifert, like we had these guys that have won Super Bowls before, right? Like in the early years, Ron Rivera, John Fox, Matt Rule ain't done shit. So he will be the worst coach until he's not. Cody Lashney, um, did we do everything? I think, uh, oh, we didn't do this one. We'll have to shelve it. Yeah, let's shelve let's it. Uh, it. I know. Okay. Um, I do think we need to ice up some people. I want to remind this is I'm going to give away some cam wows. Got some cam wows that give away. If you're one of those people that clips a part of the C3 Panthers podcast off of the YouTube and the new function on YouTube to clip and share on social media, you tag me. 
uh, you will be eligible to win. I'm going to give away two. And if I feel great and I get a good response, I may give away more. So uh, clip your call. Tell somebody about the show. Um, and uh, let's keep building this together. Cody, I want to wish you a happy birthday one more time. Thanks, um, man. And then I need to ice some fools up. So are you ready? Uh, kind of. I'm, I'm ready. Go first. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Do your thing. Okay, I'm ready. Um, I gotta. I just saw this is recently. This just started popping up. Um, and this is your boy. Can you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared Allen, or Josh Allen? Excuse me, Josh Allen. This is your boy. This is the greatest quarterback. The most mobile. This is your white cam. Look at this. Why does he run like this? What was this? Like, and why? Did, was he trying to? Oh, look at that. Eva. Did you see the video that someone posted online? It was like. All right. I got to stop they, it before they demonetize our whole video. They put him and it was like. I don't know if it was Forrest Gump. Yeah, it was no, I, it I was a know. dude. It was a clip from the office, I think. Yeah, man. Um, look, I'll um, I, I'll say this, man. Josh Allen. I wish we had that guy running all over the football field. That shit is stupid. Day. I'm gonna ice him up. That was the dumbest looking forty ever. It was the widest looking 40. It was almost like he was. You know what? He might have been trying to get drafted. He was like worried the Panthers. We're going to draft him. So he's like, I'm just going to run stupid. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, um, I'm icing up the mainstream media um, because you know, we're going to have to put a war with Russia for no reason. Yeah, and no, and there is literally no one who wants a war with Russia more than CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all the major political outlets and political players, they all have no qualms about sending your loved ones to fight another war on foreign soil because their ratings are dog shit. And what's the old saying? If it bleeds, it leads. Right. Well, they want you watching their networks. So anything that they can do to make you live in fear of Russia or Corona or Joe Rogan, or whatever the fuck it is, they are just trying to keep you in a state of fear. If you've ever listened to me, listen to me right now. Turn that bullshit the fuck off. Please, for the safety and health of your own selves and your families, turn off that propaganda bullshit. Can I ask you one question about this? Can I ask you one single question about this? Do you remember how fucking pissed they were about Syria for so long? Yeah. Like, I mean, like all the fucking Assad ruining the world. Like, and I, I mean, yeah. look, I mean, he might be a travesty. I don't know. But now the news cycle don't give a fuck about Syria no more. And I will point it out this is it is a little interesting. Let's just be careful about endorsing, like talking shit about people endorsing rebellions. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about this. It's like, wait a second. You mean the same civil war? Like, 
and I'm not trying to be an ant. I don't know enough about geopolitics for the United States to really have a super opinion on this. But I just feel like, again, like what you're saying is this is like this one mantra of this is a little weird. Yeah, it is. And then they'll turn a blind eye to whatever it is. Right. So, you know, when China doesn't want you to think of Taiwan as its own place and it's a part of China, celebrities and movie stars will just do whatever they have to do to continue to sell and make money in China. I mean, you know, they, they all do the the bidding of what their corporate overlords tell them to do. There is no bigger travesty than what continues to happen in Yemen that both Republican and Democratic presidencies continue to reside over. They're the party of war. You have to turn off the mainstream media, man, because they will make you live in fear. And How about this? It's like terrible. Well, bullshit. I don't want to be an isolationist by any means. I don't think that that's necessarily the solution. But like, let's give a fuck about our own selves for a second. Well, and also just get your news from better sources. You know, uh, taking news from all different, different avenues and uh, you know different mm-hmm. publications and different people on YouTube. That's what I do. But what do I know, man? I'm just some 32 year old. Yeah, I know. Same, same. Ice up, fools. Ice up, ice up, ice up. Um, My name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. On a night when there is like five things to talk about, we celebrate Cody Lashley's birthday. Somebody said, who was it? Tim Estes said, uh, let's do a 30 hour stream for Cody's birthday or something like this. I love it. I love it, man. Look, these mugs and these fools. And these friends of mine are still tuned in. I love you, Cody. I love you. Happy birthday. I love these people in the chat. Thank you, my And brother. for someone who is, you know, walking through life in a difficult time and a great time, like I'm blessed and fucking not at the same time. I love all, all right, I love this. One, you're not alone. I think everybody's going through really hard times, but maybe we don't all say anything. I feel like we all kind of just put that stuff and bury it down not, as not yeah. to burden other people, you know? Sure. But uh, I think it's important for us to all say that we all go through some very deep, very trying times. But in these moments, we have to be here for one another, man. It's nice, and let man. Let me tell it's you, nice man, to today, today, I mean, y'all may, look, your boy teared up today, man. I've gotten such an outpour of love from fans all over the internet and from you, Tony, and from all my family and friends, you know, it, it's, it's really, it's done my heart good. I appreciate good. everybody sending we love me you, man. love on my birthday, man. I love you, man. I love you all, man. Definitely love you, Tony, Donnie. I appreciate Even though you, your man. Jimmy G love is crazy. Oh, it's a no. I love you all even right. though you're obsessive over Gardner Minshew for no reason at all. Yes, I am. Let's cut this fucking podcast out. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. You can find the longest running Panthers podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere you get your podcast at. We're live on Tuesday nights. The number is 252-228-5098. If you like, you can support the show. The information is in the show notes. And uh, happy birthday to Cody Lashney. Tell them how they can find your work. And uh, we'll be back debating yelling screaming like brothers in the whatever as much as content we can put out we're gonna put out how can they follow you 
That's right. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. You see my Twitter uh, up on the screen right there. I am the Panthers analyst for drafttech.com. If you want to check out that website and check out my written content where I write um, you know, comments for the Carolina Panthers. That's it for your boy, man. That's all I got to say. Hi, oh, Pope. and the Friday free Hi, Pope. Uh, Gardner Minshew's winning 47% to 41% against G- Jimmy G's Mitch Trubisky with 12, 12%. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. I love you guys. Take us out here, Cody. Oh, man. Much love. Panther Nation. Keep pounding. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.